Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight we've got a special episode going on. I got my very first group episode, and as well as another special bit, uh, but to list everybody off here, I got Jordan Leakin from the Supercast, I got Sturdy, and I got Eric Wade. So, what is up, guys? Oh, and the, the special thing, the other special thing, Jordan is my first three-peat guest, so... Fuck yeah. Yeah, I know he's stoked. He's wearing a little Burger King crown and everything. I won't stop bragging about it. <laughs> setting records over here, man. <laughs> setting records. <laughs> oh, how's it going tonight, guys? It's going good. Good. I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. So basically, I'm only this... one behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Jordan, only one. <laughs> oh, I'll stay ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm remembering correctly, the idea for this episode right here was somewhat Jordan's idea, and it kind of spun out of us talking on the comic cast about whether the moon landing was faked or not. And so we were like, wait a minute, we should talk about this on a start cast. And then Jordan had the excellent idea, well, we should get Sturdy and Eric Wade in on this too. And so then we kind of got the idea, well, wait, why don't we just, we, and I don't really do topics so much on this show, but we got a list of some conspiracy theories to maybe talk about, and I'm sure it'll go off the rails a lot, but... Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we'll see how long we stay on topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> laughable. It's almost laughable, but it is a goal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just getting right into it, um, Jordan, do you think the moon landing was fake? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's so many... There's there's so much proof that points both ways. It's really hard to to decide. Like I feel like if I say no, I'm un-American. You know, if I say it's not real, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I remember watching a documentary on like Fox, like when I was just out of high school, that pointed out a bunch of stuff. And so there is some stuff there to give you pause. But yeah. Yeah. Like what? Give me something. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so I'm okay. Go ahead, Jordan. I, I was going to say first off, uh, Stanley Kubrick's documentary. I mean, y- you could take it both ways. Either he's trying to just get fame by saying he did it, or he's straight up trying to tell people he did it without really telling people that you know that he the one, he's the one that directed it. I don't know if he was or not, but there's that's just one example right there. Sturdy. Okay, that's one. (laughs) That's one. Any more? There's a. Now, I'm not a fucking scientist, okay? I haven't looked into this shit or anything, but I remember on a a documentary (laughs) pointing something out about how. There's some kind of radiation zone around our Earth, right? Somewhere between Earth and. I I think it surrounds the whole Earth. And there's no possible way that anything could have passed through that and not died, if that makes sense. There's nothing that could have blocked all the radiation that they would have went through, and they would have been killed instantly. I need to look into it some more. But And isn't there another one about the way that the flag uh, moved? That's the one I was, was going to bring There's up. all kinds of shit, yeah. I mean, I, I think we did, just because I don't think that a secret of that magnitude could could be kept like that 
And like the simplest explanation would be, yeah, they went to the moon, they landed there. It was born in a time of the space race, which was basically, you know, from the cold air, uh, the cold war era. And there's no cold war going on at the moment. So there's really no reason to go back to the moon. And that's why we're not seeing manned flights there anymore, just because it's not within the NASA budget. Well, you're also missing what happened just prior to the race to the moon, which was a little crash that happened out in the Nevada desert. Oh, that here we happen? go. <laughs> huh? Didn't that basically happen before the uh, alien crashings and stuff? And then yeah, all of a sudden we're 40s? in this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now we're in this race to be the first one out into space. And and uh, so, you know, maybe the whole man moon landing was a cover-up for the alien stuff just to basically redirect uh redirect uh, our attention i mean criminals do that all the time yeah man so. i would i i love the idea of aliens <laughs> the, the first episode i did with wetzel he like he was like yeah that's not a thing <laughs> it's like i'm sure they exist but there's no way they're here and it almost made me a little sad i was like oh <laughs> man I wanted the physics PhD to be on board. <laughs> See, what the fuck does he know? Well, quite a bit. <laughs> He's potentially the smartest person I've ever met. I don't well, care how he... smart you are. You wouldn't know shit about alien technology. <laughs> I mean, there's wormholes they can use to get air. And there's Yeah. And You're right. What's You're the one there. thing where uh, where they fold time? What I can't remember the name of the fold theory space? behind it. Is that what it is? Where basically, like, uh, like if you fold a fabric or a piece of paper, it yeah, we talked you about jump this from Joe one... on the last start cast. Yeah, basically like a oh, okay. horizon. Yeah, okay, right? that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Eric? Yeah, no, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying any of it. So we had we who you need to have on is my old architecture teacher. Um, from high school, Mr. Jordan. So Mr. Jordan believed that aliens were real. They were here on the planet, and they were called the Ebies. And he would tell us about these in class. So if you ever wanted to, you know, like derail class, you, you'd bring this up, and he'd start going off on a rant about the Ebies and how they were there. He was part of some council that had been tracking them, and. He, Mr. Jordan was a he was a fun architecture teacher, but he he was he was a few cards short of a full deck. That's that, <laughs> that's for sure. But he'd walk through the cafeteria. We just every we everybody go ee, bee, 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 bee. He'd look around to see who was making the sound, <laughs> get all pissed, and then just keep walking through the cafeteria. But I, you know, if you talk to me about conspiracies in general. I, do I buy, you know, political backroom dealings and all that? Yeah, but I'm just not buying that that you're going to be able to keep a secret like, you know, faking the moon landing as long as we supposedly did. You know, Roswell, just not buying it. Just not buying it. I tend to be on the skeptical side, too, man. I can always I find reasons too. to be like, but what about this? But what about this? So Yeah, yeah I, I, I went to right. Roswell. Yeah, so you're not buying Area 51. Is that what you're saying, Eric? I, so I, I totally buy that Area 51 is probably where a lot of things. Uh, I mean, I've I've heard that things like uh, like the the uh, stealth bomber might have been developed there and things like that. I, I totally buy that there's things going on there. I'm just I, I don't buy. 
that aliens crash landed. I t- now be clear. I totally believe the the, the 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 mathematical odds that there aren't isn't alien life out there is my, it's ridiculous. There has to be life out there somewhere. I, I just don't believe they're visiting this planet. Okay. Well, talking about well, the, the stealth, I remember it. Uh, a lot of people think that we got the stealth technology from the, the Roswell landing and maybe Velcro. even cell phone technology. Velcro was another one that was kind of mentioned. Yep. I don't know about giving Velcro. Velcro. Credit to the aliens. That's, yeah, that's, that's what they say. Wait, wasn't that a punchline in Men in Black? <laughs> he was saying that they fund themselves because they own a few patents. Yep. Yep. And Delacro's one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's where that comes from. All right, that's the one thing I don't buy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's my own personal experience with Area 51. So it's right outside of Las Vegas area. And my, I have a friend who's a private pilot, and he flew us into Las Vegas one day. And as we're coming in into the airport, and actually as we're landing, he's like, hey, look out to the left at that terminal. And there's this terminal, and it's got all these planes. And they're smaller uh, planes, but there's absolutely no markings on them whatsoever. They're completely, like, stark white. And there's... Uh, there's windows, but there's all the windows are covered. And he's all, now look at the terminal. So you look at the terminal, and he says, what's different about that terminal? And that one terminal where all these planes are at, there's no windows whatsoever. It's unlike any other air, air, airport terminal you've ever seen. I mean, there's no windows whatsoever. And I was like, well, what the hell is that all about? And he says, those are all the planes that the people who work at Area 51 fly in and out of those terminals and those planes right there. He says those planes land out in F- Area 51, and that's how they get to work. That's the only way that they get transported into Area 51 is by taking those planes. And, um, dude, I totally believe him. I mean, there's no reason for me to even second-guess this guy on this. I mean, when he was telling me, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, nope, that's exactly what those planes are for. He says you can watch um, because – you can watch all the other planes when you're up in the air. Uh, he's got a screen. Uh, it's a video monitor that shows like all the other planes and everything. And it's, it's crazy because you'll see these planes coming from a mile away on the screen. And uh, he says uh, you can watch these planes on the radar and stuff taking off and landing right into Area 51. He says that there's no question about where they're landing. So I think I've seen that on a documentary or something like that, that they all have to take planes to work. That'd be a fucking inconvenience. <laughs> I mean, Fuck I just, yeah, it would be. I just did a bunch of flying. I'm not a fan. Do they have to take their shoes off before they go to work and their belts and everything? <laughs> they have to deal with rude TSA people. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, actually, they get bussed in. They have their own private buses that bust them in. And the buses are all unmarked and no windows as well, too. They, so you you literally never see from the airport, from the time that they get onto the airport, you, you don't know who's coming in or out. God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, there's no way there's no way that you could, you know, sit somewhere and see who got onto that plane because the buses are all um set up to where you can't see into the buses. They pull up into the terminals. They get uh, onto the terminal. Uh, there's no windows on the terminal. There's no window, or you can't see through the windows on the plane. 
and then it takes off and lands the same way. You never see who comes in or off of those things. Now, what the hell would they would what the hell would be going on out there that they would put that much security into just getting their personnel in and out? I mean, I've, I've heard it said that it's it's like um, you know, like they develop technology and shit there. But did you say talking to aliens? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be. No. no. <laughs> See, I'm like right on the fence where it's like, it's like if you put a gun to my head, I'm gonna say no, probably not because I don't have empirical proof of it. But like, I, I, I really want there to be aliens there. That would be so fucking awesome. Yeah. It, again, there's just there are too many people other than the government scanning the skies and looking for life every day. I mean, for years I ran. Um, SETI puts out a, uh, and I don't know if they still do or not, but SETI put out a, uh, a screensaver and it would slave your computer, um, to help search, uh, radio signals and stuff for signs of extraterrestrial life and communication, etc. Um, and someone somewhere would, would have something credible, Besides just Area 51. I mean, I, I can't believe in, in you know, 70 years that no one else would have had some kind of contact of some type. Now, do I believe there's shit goes on in Area 51? Oh, damn straight I do. I definitely believe in, in that that's a, you know, it's a top secret facility. We're doing, you know, doing top secret work that they're not going to let anyone see. And that I totally get. I totally believe that. Do you guys know who Steve Greer is? Nope. No. No. All right. So there's a movie, and I'm going to shamelessly plug my new podcast, uh, Talks on Docs. (laughs) One of the first shows. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, dude. Uh, So one of the first documentaries that we cover is uh, Unacknowledgeable. and I'm sorry, Unacknowledged. And... The guy who hosts it and puts it on, his name is Steve Greer, and he's this huge, huge, huge advocate for the government releasing all the information on aliens, Area 51, um, the presidents knowing about uh, the presence of aliens and UFOs and everything. And uh, you guys should check it out. It's actually a pretty interesting show. Check out the podcast. We talk about it pretty extensively. Um but dude, this guy Greer, he said on the on the documentary that uh, he was contacted by the CIA to meet with the CIA and the president. I can't remember if it was Clinton. I think I think it was Clinton, and he Greer, who basically has been compiling all this information that's been leaked out and put into FBI documents and stuff. All this all this stuff that's been leaked out and everything about aliens and them visiting us in area 51. He was called in to brief the president and the CIA directive at the time, um, on what he had. And dude, the guy got so emotional. He started crying about how much that the government was, was basically putting on this ruse. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, but if you ever get the chance, check out that, uh, that documentary, you'll learn a lot about um, the conspiracy with aliens and the government cover up and why the government's covering it up. And I mean, they go into all this crazy stuff about how uh, at Area 51, when the UFOs crashed, 
basically they uncovered in one of the crashes a uh, a box. He said it was like um, like a plastic, a clear plastic container, and inside using that box it would be like a mother box i guess in the way of like dc comics uh it supplied an unlimited amount of uh, energy and no matter how you plugged it in like if you just plugged it in to charge your phone uh it would charge your phone if you wanted to charge or use it as an energy source for an entire city you could do that so i mean check it out if you want to know a little bit more about alien conspiracy and government cover-ups what was that one called again Unacknowledgeable, unacknowledgeable. acknowledged. Okay, and is that on like yeah, Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So, so after watching it, what's your what's your take then? Uh, he puts out a lot of good, uh, compelling arguments um, and some footage and stuff. But it's it's like Todd said on our podcast is that uh, there's nothing, there's no definitive thing that he put out there, and that's kind of like what you're hoping for. That's what you're kind of hoping for in this podcast, or I'm sorry, in this uh, documentary is this like compelling thing that came out. And, you know, that's why they're doing this documentary to reveal this big thing that's come out and it never, it never happens, you know? So, uh, a lot of it's just like regurgitated surveillance videos or old footage that's been used in, uh, regurgitated over and over and over again. Uh, and, the documents they show, it's like a Xerox of a Xerox of some document back in the 50s or early 60s. You know, stuff that you – know, nothing was new. It wasn't like they revealed the, you know, the skull of Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> Say, here's Bigfoot, you know, or, you know, here's the skull of an alien that was – that uh, that died out at Area 51, you know. None of that stuff, so – but I mean, the arguments are good. I mean, they obviously set it up for it. It's, dude, if the opening credit scene, if you can't take uh, violence, you might want to skip over it. I don't even know why they did the entry or the intro to that uh, documentary the way they did. When you start to watch it, you'll go, what the hell is this all about? I thought this was about UFOs. It's about, I mean, they just show all this crazy nonsense violence. And so, but if, you know, just skip that and get to the, to the actual show. <laughs> if you do watch it. <laughs> That's kind of always the problem with those documentaries is like, I always find them really interesting while I'm watching them. But as it gets to the, towards the end, you always know it's coming, you know, where they're like, well, we didn't find Bigfoot this time or aliens this time or whatever. It's like, it's like they don't give you any sort of real resolution at the end of them. But I mean, really, those shows. I mean, really. I'm sorry, it, those shows are terrible. They're <laughs> they, some of them are really good. That one that you were talking about, Sturdy, that sounds well, really cool. Like they may be good, but like a lot of those shows, I don't believe in those shows at all. Like not one bit. Well, you got to the documentaries that are like you know the UFOs, the Bigfoots, and stuff. It's it's for entertainment value. That's really what you got to take it as. Is they give, just they give, they give, on the fucking Bigfoot show. Sorry, Eric, on the Bigfoot no, show. That's fine. If they fucking found Bigfoot, that would have been news. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to find out about it in a fucking sci-fi TV show, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But that's when they, the government comes in and covers it up, dude. Because they don't want people to freak out. Okay, now you're talking about this on entertainment TV. Uh, no. 
Oh, I can't go that. <laughs> you know, they give legitimate conspiracy theorists like Jordan a bad name. It's it's just yep drawing drawing away from from what really matters, Jordan. Right? Yeah. So what else? Really? So, okay, so 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 you you believe in the Area Fifty One? Yeah. aliens. I, I believe there's a chance. I'm not ruling it out. I was at Jordan. Yeah. Oh, Jordan. Okay, okay. sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, here, no, okay. Here's, I, here's the I, question. I believe in Area 51. I believe in Area 51, but I don't know if they have alien shit there. I, I don't know. I believe there's an Area 51, and I believe they're at the very least working on top secret, you know, weaponry or something like that. That I would buy. Yeah. That they wouldn't want anybody else, you know, like Russians or whoever to find out about. Are they? I mean, if aliens have been here at some point, then yeah, maybe, maybe they would be. But I don't know if they have or not. I don't know. That's the problem. I, I know beyond a doubt that there is life out there. There's billions of other galaxies. You know, there's so many other galaxies out there and shit's so far away that we just can't, you know, we can't see all that. We know they're there, but we can't see all the way out there. And who's to say, who's to say that alien life is, for one, intelligent? Yeah, it could just be a bunch of fucking alien dogs running around. You know what I mean? Or for two, that their technology would be as far as ours. There's just no telling. I, but I believe there's a lot of aliens out there. You can't the fucking odds. That I mean, billions of galaxies, man. No, I totally buy. I totally buy that. I, I I am totally on board with that. There is alien life out there. I just don't think they're here. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they've ever been here recently, but I do think they were maybe here at one point in time. Maybe some kind of alien life was. See, that was the interesting thing about that documentary was they didn't talk about like the stuff you hear about aliens coming here to like assist with the building of the pyramids or the Great Wall or, you know, providing technology or knowledge to ancient civilizations or anything. They didn't bring any of that stuff up, which was a little bit interesting. They basically started everything from the first, uh, like video recordings and the area area 51. That's basically where they historically started the documentary and, uh, built from there. But ultimately, uh, Greer's most, pressing thing in it was uh, getting the government to release all this information that he is 100% confident that they have. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, don't now, know, man. I it, mean, you can't get the government to, to admit to anything. So that doesn't surprise me. At, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you, you look at the JFK papers that were just released and they're still holding information back from there. Okay, so I, I'm not caught up on that. What has come out of that to flip from aliens to JFK? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I haven't, I haven't actually dug through it yet. Um, so I was one, I don't remember how old I was when JFK the movie came out. Um, but when I saw that, and I, I watched that movie and I'm like, well, God damn, clearly, the, you know, there was a government conspiracy and all this stuff. And then I saw later on, I saw an interview and this is where a lot of my skepticism for, for then on has come from. So uh, 
I forget who the journalist was that was interviewing Oliver Stone about the movie. And he talked about like in the movie, there's like a power outage conveniently at the time, disrupting communications while, you know, immediately after the assassination and all this. And he, he said, I, I was in Washington. That didn't happen. And Stone said, well, you know, and he finally, after pushing him, he admitted that they kind of, they made that up. They made up the Mr. X character. They made up a bunch of stuff. And then that got me really interested in, I'm like, okay, because I thought this was, I, I thought this was more than based on a true story. I thought this was, you know, uh, maybe not, maybe dramatized a little bit, but I, I thought these were real things that he was all pulling together. So, and if you ever have questions about whether Oswald acted alone, highly recommend reading the book Case Closed by Gerald Posner. Posner's considered one of the foremost experts on the JFK assassination. And Posner basically blows every theory out of the water. He he, he lays out a case that you can't think anything but Lear Harvey Oswald acted alone. And there was while the government bumbled left and right during the entire thing, there is nothing to suggest that there was any kind of conspiracy actually involved. Now, there's a lot of questionable stuff that went on around it with, with Russia and with Oswald, etc. But, I mean, you look at these things, and I don't doubt that afterwards there was a lot of political cover-up involved in order to try to <coughs> jockey for power a little bit. Um, it's believed a lot of these papers that are still not released have a lot to do with people that are high up in the government now that had their involvement back in the day. And I, I would totally buy that. But I mean, it's, it just, it, it, that's when I started to realize that, and I know it's foolish to believe everything you see in the movies or on TV is, is real. But back then I was kind of looking that, and I, I know that there are people out there that see that movie and they think, wow, that's a true story. It's not. Um, I forget the, the prosecutor's name in Louisiana guy was a fucking nut job. He was an absolute nut job and he bullied witnesses. He used his authorities, the DA to try to go after people for ridiculous things. He, he was literally insane in my opinion, from the stories that you read about him that are actually truthful. So that's where I, I hear these things and I know that you can cover up part of the truth, but you can never keep the whole truth hidden. And that's where I always go. Yeah. I think we'd have heard more about aliens. I think we'd have heard more or something more definitive if Oswald had been involved in some greater conspiracy. You just can't keep all that quiet. That's why well, you know why he was, too. you know why he was assassinated though, right? No. I've heard everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm sure he was probably involved in Roswell in some way. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard everything from because of what was going on in Cuba to he was going to eliminate the Treasury Department or or not the Treasury Department, the Federal Reserve. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) That's one I don't know very much about. I I have seen um, the, the Oliver Stone movie, though. Yeah, it's a scary amount of that that is just completely made up by Oliver Stone. And they they portray the, uh I'm going to have to look him up, but they 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 portray Kevin Costner's character as some kind of hero and the guy the guy was outright insane. I mean, he was just a nut job that was going after people left and right. And it's it's things like that from that point on I just started 
kind of questioning most of those things. Yeah, I can understand that. I don't know if I, I don't like the like the movies either as any, any kind of concrete or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. It's totally nah. not. <laughs> kind of jumping back to aliens. Have you guys ever seen any like moving lights in the sky or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I remember one summer a friend and I were seeing them all over the place. And they'd be about the size of a star and you'd be watching it and it would move and then it would do like these fast little like zigzag things where it was like, what the fuck? That thing shouldn't be moving like that. And then we started seeing multiple ones. (laughs) And then the one that was really crazy is we were out at my mom and dad's cabin and it was a really bright starry night. And so we saw... Like we saw some of them, like there was kind of some, if we'd look down river to the left and there was some, if we'd look kind of up river to the right and then they kind of got closer and there was like four or five on each side and they were doing their little things where they'd be stationary and then it'd just be like a little zip of light. And then all of a sudden it would be like a little bit further away and it'd still be doing this weird kind of just weaving around motion. And then we saw these really, these four really big lights where it almost looked like if you were to take just like four flashlights and like put them on like a bat or something like that, and then just, like, move it around, you know, so it was, like, four lights in a row, all stationary, but they were round and a lot brighter, and it, like, came over the horizon, and it was up in the middle in between them all, and then that big one dipped back down behind the horizon again, and then they all jetted off in different directions super fast. We were like, what the fuck did we just see? And so we jumped in his truck and took off, because we were so freaked out. Yeah, see, that shit's weird, but... Like when I saw what I saw was you know I went to Roswell on vacation a while back, Roswell, New Mexico, and that fucking place that is such a tourist trap. It's not even funny. The uh, the fucking street lamps all have alien heads on them, so at nighttime you drive around and every fucking street light in the city has a alien head that's lit up. <laughs> I mean, there's like there's the fucking museum on the location where that UFO was supposed to have crashed. Um, all kinds of fucking shops, left and right alien shops. It's just, it's just a huge tourist trap, is exactly what it is. But that's where I saw mine. They were, they were three lights that moved together, uniformed. At one point, they broke off and then came back together, and then eventually just went. They like, I don't know what happened. They just kept getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Almost like the light was shutting off, or they were getting so far away you couldn't see them anymore. But. That's the only time. But I was in Roswell. I was a kid, so I don't really attribute a lot to that. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I do have one experience. My wife and I, so I had a Jeep uh, Wrangler at the time, and I had the roof off. And we're basically driving the outskirts of our town, basically through some cattle cattle land area, kind of to get around town quicker. And... Totally moonless night, so it was super dark out. And as we're driving down the road, I look up, and there's, like, this really bright light. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not normal. That's not, like, a star. That's not a plane. It's just kind of, like, stationary there. And I tell my tell Jen, my wife, I was like, hey, look at that. And she starts looking, and she's like, what is that? That's not right. And so as we're kind of driving, I'm slowing down this thing starts getting brighter and I was like, okay, what, what's going on? So I actually ended up pulling off the side of the road. Well, then I see two 
two other cars pull over and then a third one pulls over and we all get out of our cars and we're all staring up at this thing. And so this light gets like bright and then it grows this long tail, almost like a comet's tail. And so from the center of where this light is at, it gets super, super bright. And then this tail gets like brighter and brighter and longer. And this goes on for probably like a minute and a half uh, of of the tail growing longer and longer, and then it basically just goes dark, and like everybody was like all freaking out, and I'm like, oh, this is this is where it happens, you know, it's going to be out here in the freaking Nevada desert again, and the aliens are coming down, they're taking us, and we're we're dead, and uh, <laughs> so the other people around us, they're just like in awe too. Some of them are like getting out their phones and stuff, and like trying to videotape it and stuff, and so. The next morning, I'm, of course, I'm all, uh, after it goes dark, you know, everybody's just like, okay, whatever, we drive off. And so the next morning, I'm up on the news trying to figure out, like, what the hell was that? And so there was a news release because there's tons of people calling into the uh, radio station because a lot of people had seen this in California and in Nevada. Um, And... So the news media got a hold of it and they tried to they, – they ended up getting a story from the government. And basically what it, they say it was is it was an interception missile and what they did, it was a test missile where they shot from the – I can't remember where they shot from stateside. Uh, but they shot like either in – I don't know if they said Colorado. I don't think it was Colorado. It, it was either Nevada or California where they shot from and it was hey, to intercept – yeah, go ahead. Zinc- does anybody else hear that? Like he's really robotic. It sounds perfect on my side. Sound, yeah, sounds oh, good. It's weird, dude. It sounds like like really. He's like really robotic. It just it sounds like the government's trying to cut in and cut it off. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> no, um, I apologize. You, you just you do. You sound real robotic on my end. I'm sorry. I wonder. Yeah. It must be mine. My bad. It's. It's the government. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so the next day, this news article basically explains it's this interception missile. And then the other missile, the, inter- the missile that they shot off to be intercepted, it was a dud. But it was shot up from Hawaii um, off of like – or the Hawaii area somewhere out in the Pacific Ocean off of a um, – off of a naval ship and that's what we saw was these two missiles colliding um in the uh, in the subspace uh, atmosphere and so that's that's well, my little experience and the government's answer to the aliens that i actually did see they're fucking liars <laughs> i'm just glad to know those missile interception systems work <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially with fucking North Korea getting all crazy. <laughs> no shit, right? Like I was, I was reading That's the story a like, like a few months, like a few months back <laughs> about um, about them coming up with stuff that can actually evade our missile interceptors and stuff. And it's like those fuckers are crazy enough that they really would fucking fire on us. Well, do you remember but when they we, accidentally got opened up to the internet and they had like fourteen websites? Yes. Something. Yeah, I can't remember who I talked about. I think I mentioned this on the Supercast once, maybe, because Joe, we started talking about it for a minute. But yeah, it, it had all these fucking fabricated stories about how Kim Jong-un made like a, uh, if that's how you say his fucking name, fucking North Korean. Um, <laughs> Goddamn Asians. Uh, they, uh, 
he had like a hole in one, and then like he went to go play golf. He had a hole in one, and then he, he, he went bowling, and he got a perfect three hundred. Like, there's nonstop news stories about just how perfect the guy is. That's so weird. Did you ever watch the interview? I, you know, I never did. It had some funny parts in it. That's what I heard. I heard it was okay. I just remember how big it blew up because of the fact that Sony got threatened. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking hilarious. That was so funny. And they make I, a big deal so, about all that shit in there, saying that like he does, he never takes shits and stuff like that. <laughs> Dude, it's weird. Like he, they, he literally tries to make himself be like a god. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. That's shit's crazy, man. But think for a second. What if aliens really did like visit Earth? Like, how the fuck do you think? Like, forget all the fucking alien movies we've seen. How do you think we really would react to that or how they would react to it? what do you think would happen like yeah well, like, let's say like like let's say they come down with like just like one maybe two ships right so do you think that us being who we are just attack them immediately or do you think we we just kind of do a standoff and get in defensive mode and try to like talk to them and reason with them cuz you know I would have to imagine that they'd be doing the same thing as us and they'd be on the offensive in a way but they would want to know more about us before anything but it's like i don't even know how to think about that situation because i don't know how an alien life would think you know what i mean so it's it's, right. it's crazy i sit here and think about it right well that was uh greer's argument on the documentary was that aliens are not here to hurt us or harm us in any way they're here to assist us to provide us with technology to uh to be kindful towards us and um so that's why he argues uh, that the government needs to release the information that we need to be in contact and know about aliens. And the, he says that the aliens response or aliens response, the, the government's response to it is, is that, uh, or from what he's been told is that, uh, the government's freaked out that everybody's going to go into hysterics and we're all going to lose our minds and go basically, you know, um, you know, bunker down and I store ammo just just look at how we fucking react to protest. I mean, you just get a big protest going and people fucking start rioting stores and shit. It's it's sad. It's fucking sad. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally would buy into that. You know, if they did show up and it became a huge news thing, I I believe rioting and shit would happen immediately. What do you think, Stark? I tend to think that if they have the smarts and the technology to come up with, I mean, because it would, it would the 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 kind of space travel that would be involved to go between star systems is, I mean, you would have to, there would have to be some sort of element of, I don't know, you'd have to be able to fold space or something like it. It just couldn't be done hold on. with conventional travel, or like you know a wormhole or some shit like that. So basically, the point that I'm getting at is that. If you have the smarts to develop that sort of technology, chances are you're not also a super warlike race because otherwise you would have destroyed yourselves over and over to the point where you weren't able to develop that level of technology. But that could also just be wishful thinking (laughs) that if there are beings with that level of tech out there that are able to come visit us, if they were to come here with hostile intent, like it'd be tough. 
because a lot of yeah. our biggest weapons will fucking destroy the planet as well. And so it's like, yeah, we're going right. to survive and then live during a fucking nuclear winter in which the population's going to bottleneck anyway. So yeah. if, if they do come here, we better hope that, that they're benevolent. Yeah. Well, what do you think the general public's reaction is going to be, though, to it, like, throughout the world? Okay, so, like, if they just, like, all of a sudden showed up, like, in a couple right. different ships and it was just all flat out, wide open, no way it could get covered up. It's just floating above New York or something like that. Yeah. Ooh. I think, it, I think and... at first, I think there would be a contingent of people that would go nuts just because they're, but, you know, I mean, think how many people in the world are fucking stupid. And stupid people are going to react to people <laughs> like that sort of stuff, you know? I think there's some people out there that just want to react in a negative way to things. but And so I think it would be such a huge shock that at first, yeah, it would send shockwaves through the social order and there, it, shit would be fucked up for a little bit. But then I, you know, I'd like to think cooler heads would prevail, you know, yeah. especially well, if they were coming why. here with, with, you know, if they were coming here with hostile intent, it, like I was saying, it would be very bad. But I'd like to think that if they were coming here, you know, in an act of benevolence, then hopefully the populace would be able to get their heads screwed on and react yeah. to it the correct way. But yeah, well, that's that's the question, though, is that that's put out there is regardless of what the aliens intentions are, if they do exist and they do show up, regardless of what their intentions are, whether it be peaceful to help us or to annihilate us, what is the public's response going to be? That very first initial response. Are people going to be running out and trying to take their AK 47s and shoot the things down? Or are we going to be accepting of it? Or, you know, what is the overall public's reaction going to be? And, so you basically say that, yeah, people are going to go into hysteria. Jordan, you're basically saying the same thing. People are going to be rioting and freaking out about it. And that's exactly why the government's covering all this up is because they don't want that reaction. That's a good point. What do you think, Eric? <laughs> For God's sake. We're having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you're, it's hypothetical. You're, you're saying <laughs> Hypothetically. Totally hypothetically. You, you're going to have a segment of the population that's going to be batshit crazy wanting to worship the new alien saucer that's floating their head. You're going to have a segment that's going to think it's end times and going to riot. You're going to have people that are going to just go to work like a normal day because what the hell can they do about it? You're going to have all this mix. I, you're, you're definitely going to have a general freak out. Um, the question is to me is, is what, I mean, if you're an alien race, you're not just going to drop down. I, I have the, one of the things I have hard, trouble buying is, is that any, if there is a alien race trying to make contact, that they're only talking to the United States government. These are the only people that they're having any contact with up to this point. Um, again, I, I, I just, I'm not buying that. Um, but how how are they going to react? I, I, I you're you're going to have a mixture all over the place. I think people are in general are going to freak out. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take them to wrap their heads around it. I mean, hell, we can't wrap ourselves heads around race relations or anything as a as a as a whole right now. So alien life dropping down, yeah, probably going to be some freak out and going to be a lot of clashes over it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Star Trek, isn't it when other alien races are... What? 
<laughs> that's the government just, calling him you know that it's, right it's just it's like i'm recording on a friday night yeah it's like, what, it's like what, the super <laughs> in star trek wasn't that like the unifying force for humanity was finding out that there was definitive other life out there and that that's what brought everybody together and yeah but that was also i don't want to say post-apocalyptic but i mean it, the world had gone downhill at that point as well. I mean, I don't want to say they were in a dark age, but um, at least the way they had laid it out, it was, they, I don't know that I ever read exactly where they were at in terms of a, a society at that point, but they weren't, they weren't a, uh, you know, they weren't a one, they, they were not very advanced in terms of uh, as a whole. I don't think they, they just started working on, Warp technology, obviously, and that was what spawned the Vulcan contact. Yeah. But do you think that that would be something that would be like a a drive towards unification of the human race? Is if we did discover that there were more far superior technologically advanced beings out there? Or do you think, no, we'd still (laughs) just as many petty, shitty people as always? I hate to be the cynical, cynical libertarian that I am, um, but you know when I, 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 I no, there's I I find it hard to believe that the human race is going to unify over anything for a long damn time because we we can't unify over anything right now. Um, you know, it, 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 I mean, someone takes one cell phone video on the street and people are up in arms on both sides and screaming about it. I mean, things, it, it, we are a divisive race by nature and I, I, it's going to take a lot more than one alien race to come down because you know what happens if, a, if an alien does drop down, you're going to have the push and pull of, of the, the political elite trying to, to spin it their way, whatever they can. You're going to have religious leaders trying to tie it into their religion somehow. You're going to have political people trying to take advantage and jockey, you know, jockey for, for whatever advantages they can. Um, and that's going to trickle down like it always does. I mean, pe- people follow their leaders. And you, you're just going to have – it'll call much, it would definitely cause more division, not less. Well said, Wade. I agree to everything you just said. Yeah. Thank you. Um, something interesting that I heard yesterday, uh, one of the newest podcasts on Joe Rogan Experience, he had Tom, I think his name's Tom DeLong on there, and he was like one of the dudes that was in Blink-182. And the dude is like oh, really, geez. what's that? Yeah, oh geez. <laughs> yeah, the dude is like really into believing in aliens. And like apparently he's like written books on it. And shit, I it, the guy was really hard to follow. Like it was, it was out there enough that I want to listen to the episode again just to try and get more out of it. it. The guy sounded like he was on about a pound of fucking Adderall. Is is he the? I I might be wrong, but isn't he the same singer that like sometime last year he like stopped in the middle of a concert because he thought one of the guys foreclosed on his house was in the audience. No, and that was, was screaming at him. That was puddle of mud. <laughs> Oh, puddle of mud. I'm sorry. I'm getting my stoned out crazy rockers confused. No, I heard that story too. It's fucking hilarious. And the band, the rest of the band walked off stage. Like, yes, oh my God. Yes. It's like, dude, just sing She Fucking Hates Me and quits bitching about your house. <laughs> so, what was he rambling on about? 
Just aliens in general? He was talking about that he has contacts in the U.S. government, and the government has, like, basically there's, like, a multinational conglomerate that's working with the aliens, and the aliens are helping us out with technology, and the government knows about it, but they just don't know how to brand it the right way to tell people about it, and so his company's trying to do all these different things, and he's talking about the there's all these books that they're writing and they're doing movies and stuff to, to try and help people out with it. And like the guy was just flitting from one thing to the next. It was impossible to follow what the fuck he was talking about. How but did the Rogan same, handle it? Like I get, like <laughs> I kept expecting him to like, just start tearing into the guy, you know, like not in a mean way, because I mean, he certainly wouldn't want to get this reputation that you invite people onto your podcast and then you're a fucking asshole to them. Yeah, but this is Rogan. Come on. <laughs> I mean, exactly. So I was expecting something. And there was one part on the episode where, where Tom was trying, he was talking about some alien spacecraft that they're basing the technology off of. And there's a YouTube video on it. And so he like actually gets up and he goes over to where Joe's tech guy, Jamie is. And he's like kind of pointing out the videos and Rogan is whispering into the microphone to Jamie because Tom doesn't have his headphones on. And the only thing I could pick up out of it was uh, like he can't hear what we're saying right now or something. And so it made me wonder like what the, <laughs> like what is really going on in Rogan's head right now? Because I mean, this dude was talking so fast where it was like, dude, you sound like you're on fucking something. But I and I posted it to the leftover army page earlier, and it actually generated quite a bit of fucking comments, which was crazy. But um, apparently, there's a a handful of people there that were commenting on it and saying, you know, that no, this is you know, I've I've been following this, and you know, he's he's not crazy. And I'm like, okay, so just based on those comments, I'm going to go back and give it one more listen because the subject matter is interesting. But there was just way too many things that triggered my bullshit alarm. Way too many times where Rogan would ask him a follow-up question and be like, oh, I can't disclose that. I'm like, what? It's like, so you can come Are on you... and talk about 75% of something? Yeah, I, I mean, that's and that's my problem. I mean, if there's all this technology out there, how come I got to charge my fucking cell phone every goddamn night? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Dude. you can't tell me you, you and don't get me wrong you look at our technological advancements we're constantly accelerating i love it but come on now we we ha- we we have made steady improvements technologically uh, my whole life but we've never jumped so far suddenly that oh my god you know exactly like the next the next day we have transporter technology or you know wormholes or stargates i mean if anything you look at a lot of the futurists and we're not quite to where a lot of people thought we would be in the you know in the in the early early, well, yeah. early part of this century we haven't even adopted the one piece silver jumpsuit yet God damn right. Because <laughs> my fat ass could pull off a one-piece jumpsuit like a motherfucker. I'm telling you right now, if I was given a chance. But no. I could be all fat Logan's running shit, but that's not happening right now. I started randomly thinking the other day, what if I just, what if I'm just the one? What if I just start doing that? I just show up to work in my one-piece silver jumpsuit. And when I get questioned, I say, what? The future's now, man. Why aren't you wearing yours? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Well, they tell me it's not appropriate. If I showed up in that, I don't know if they would think it was Logan's run or if they'd think I was, you know, Elvis returned from from the dead. So, <laughs> like, Wade, why'd you show up to work dressed as a baked yeah. potato? It's not Halloween Fish. anymore. <laughs> I'm impressed. We've made it this far, and you you have not uh, you you've not talked about climbing once yet. By the way, I so. know. How about that? No, I'm impressed. I'm it impressed. is possible. Oh my gosh! I I heard some of the results come in for the for Shooty's uh, suggestion for people to email in to Tales from the Yard to name routes. <laughs> Those were pretty good. <laughs> and he totally caught he totally caught me off guard with the question. And I'm like, I have no response to any of this. I was just stunned. Do you want to know what's really funny? Is there's a route in Iowa called No Response. <laughs> it's like you're on the right track dude (laughs) jordan did we get you back yeah (laughs) you sound fired up (laughs) (laughs) it was a a bad phone call is fucking spider dispatch for us fucking they call that two vehicles. We a truck can't get both of them. And she's just like, well, if I would have known that, tw- you know, God, he wouldn't be out there waiting 25 more minutes. I was like, I didn't fucking know he couldn't get both of them. You know, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You know, it's just being a fucking cunt. Everybody down there hates that fucking bitch. Oh. She's like, why? You only have one truck. I'm like, yeah, that we can, I can send out there. Yeah. Sorry. We'll just cancel that one. And she's just being a fucking cunt. <laughs> so we need to know can, you and sturdy can you guys pull off a one-piece jumpsuit do you think we're talking about the silver jump piece of the suit of the the did i fucking fuck that all the silver jumpsuit of the future what? can we wear it today <laughs> i'll say i don't think my brain worked there for a moment <laughs> no um uh, sorry, no, I don't. I don't think I would because uh, then I'd be wasting these fucking hundreds of dollars I've been spending on shirts through the previous book for the past few months. So <laughs> simplify things; you'd save on your budget. Right? Yeah, I guess. I still got the other ones fucking coming in, so it's not going to change that. <laughs> Plus, I want to wear all these badass shirts, like like the Hoth face and. Although if fucking sturdy got the that Led Zeppelin Star uh, Star Wars Darth Vader shirt, yeah, I did. No oh, nice. Yeah, I'm wearing I did. it right That's now. Cool. That's pretty nice. No, I'm not I'm wearing Batman the Murder Machine. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a silver lined one piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan, I gotta ask. So we, what, 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 okay. So the moon landing we've talked about, we, we've touched on JFK, we've touched on landing. What, what are the conspiracies that you personally believe in? Oh man. I don't know if I believe in any of them. I just, I'm not all the way sold on both options. If that makes sense. Do you like, know, I don't know that I thoroughly, truly believe in any conspiracies, but I'm open for for debate on them all. If that you you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Okay, the like, one I that, just don't know, man. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> no, you're like, fine. What's up? I was gonna say the one that drives me up the wall the most is the fucking flat Earth people. 
Oh, yeah, I, fuck, I don't, fuck's sake. I don't understand how there are still flat earth people. I don't, I, I don't fucking get it, man. I don't well, fucking get it. I, like, don't they have Google Earth? <laughs> don't people, they have access to Google Earth like the rest of us? But they're looking at it on a flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> people are so fucking stupid. It's fucking I mean, crazy. So, did you see that anybody, guy that took a level? He took a level on an airplane to, to try to prove the Earth was flat. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, what else? What are what are their arguments? I've never looked at it because I'm just like I'm not even going to waste my time. But okay. has anybody ever actually like listened or like read up on what their theories are? I I have for as much as I could stand. And the the okay, they think that it's all flat and there's like a giant. A wall of ice that goes around the whole thing, and that's more or less what keeps the oceans in. They don't think they think that satellites are a conspiracy and they're not true. And basically, there's just high altitude planes that are constantly flying, crisscrossing overhead, and that's how we're getting, you know, phone signals or whatever, whatever would be coming from satellites. And like, it's just part of like the grid. Yeah, yeah, and and if you try and like. Because there's like a Japanese space agency, there's like a satellite based out of Japan uh, that sends back a live feed of the Earth from orbit, and they don't, they won't, they they just won't engage on any of those things, or they'll just say, "How do I know that's what that's it that is?" They'll always go back to saying that there's no true pictures of the the Earth. They all composite pictures because of the nature of the way satellites fly around. They can only take pictures of like a swath of the planet but there is actually like this japanese one that's out far enough to where it can get the whole fucking planet in one shot but yeah i i've i've listened a little bit of some podcasts i can't listen to it for too long because it makes me start to rage out and i have to shut it off yeah i live in a giant like rectangular snow globe basically yeah, something like that. It's it's. Really they say weird. a giant wall. So like they a giant wall of ice holds the oceans in. So basically, we're living in fucking Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And these are the same people generally also believe in like the chemtrail thing. Have you guys heard about that? Oh, it sounds so familiar. Okay, so you know how generally in the summertime or whatever you'll see a jet go by up overhead and yeah. you'll see the contrail yeah, okay. going yep, behind yep, yep. it. So that that happens because when there's a certain moisture content in the air and a jet engine goes past it, it makes an artificial cloud. An artificial cloud is just moisture hanging in the atmosphere. And they're saying that this is the government spraying chemicals in the sky to make us like more pliant or whatever as a populace. And so that's like, well, it ain't fucking working. I'm telling you that right now. (laughs) That's what I come back to. I'm like, wow, (laughs) political deadlock. Everybody, everybody you meet sturdy. They're really compliant. Right. You say, right. Put your hands up. and They put their hands up. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's something wrong with the mixture or something, (laughs) especially over my, my town. (laughs) There are people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, there's actually, I don't remember where I saw it, if it was on like a documentary or if it was on a, a YouTube thing or something, but there's a guy out there who he's convinced that he's created a machine. It's like a weapon type looking machine that he points up at the uh, the trails and he's able to erase the trails with this weapon. <laughs> so he's out there saving us from this chemical spray uh, that the government's putting on us with his uh, with his makeshift weapon. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to find that and share that with you guys. It's, it's pretty crazy. That dude should get his own fucking comic. <laughs> right. <laughs> this guy defender. You know, the, I will say the one interesting thing that now I'm going to go off on a tangent. Because I, I, I always think of this whenever I think about the, the chemtrails plane, planes comes up. There was a, a Nova special talking about um, it was a documentary on global cooling. And what they were talking about was, is there is so much air traffic in the air and there are so many chemtrails that are left in a day that it actually blocks photons from the sun. And it's almost like a rubber band effect with global warming. Cause you'll have a lot of people ask, well, if global warming's real, why don't we see, you know, more massive effects than we're seeing? We totally should if we're killing the planet this much. But the things like chemtrails and stuff are actually a rubber band effect, so we're not seeing that. And the the, the interesting thing was when they talked about the, – there was a guy studying this, and it was right at, after 9-11. If you remember, there was, what, two days, I think, where all traffic air, uh, air traffic was was stopped. So they actually were able to measure the impact – of that, it's just an absolute, you know, it's such a rare thing that you have no air traffic. And they, the global temperature actually went up like half a degree Celsius during that time, which was like, uh, it, it was beyond norms. Um, it was really interesting to, to hear them talk about that. And something as innocuous as chemtrails from planes and the impact that it has on our world. It was, it just was amazing to me to, to hear them talk about that. Yeah, that is totally crazy. I can't believe it would be a measurable effect. It was a measurable effect. Yeah, it was. It, it's it, it's a uh, it's a Nova special from a couple of years ago. If you're ever interested in searching it out, Nova's got some really good things from time to time. <laughs> so I just did a quick uh, Google search on man erases chemtrails, and apparently extraterrestrials are helping us out by uh, cleaning up chemtrails. So just so you guys are aware. Nice. Can they help us out yeah. with the global uh, warming too? See, that's what yeah, I'm saying. The the aliens are here to help us, okay? And the government needs to tell us. No, I'm kind of starting to worry that you know maybe the government's <laughs> listening in on this broadcast right now. Oh, jeez. People are so fucking stupid. God damn, people are stupid sometimes. <laughs> I guess there's a now I see there's like a vinegar gun that you can build yourself at home that helps uh, erase chemtrails that are <laughs> a vinegar of, gun. <laughs> yeah, it says vinegar gun. I don't know, man. What do you spray fucking vinegar in the air everywhere? <laughs> I don't know, man. What the fuck? But, but you can help. Well, you just see the guy on his roof, like just fucking <laughs> injecting this shit all over the fucking place. You're like, hey, Bob, what are you doing? Oh, just the the daily Kim Trailer Racer. <laughs> I'm saving your life. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if you had a neighbor in his fucking bathrobe in his slippers and he'd climb up on his roof with a fucking old Windex bottle that's just vinegar and water? <laughs> He's just spraying it out. He's like licking a thumb and seeing which way the breeze is going and then spraying it out into the breeze. No, but seriously, why? What, what the fuck is the point? What, who sits there and says, I need to develop something to erase the chemtrails in the air? What, what, what is even the point of that? Because they're convinced that the government is doing because, something to yeah, them. Instead of saving themselves and, your, and everyone around them. 
because I've heard him say things like, you know, when I was a kid, there weren't this many contrails in the sky. It's like, well, maybe there weren't as many fucking flights. Fucking airplanes, genius. (laughs) Do the math there. God, (laughs) you know, I can't. And that's why I can't get past the flat earth people, because uh, I so there was the the genius that took the goddamn level in the air to prove it. And then there's uh, there was one whose argument was. When I look out at the horizon, it's flat. It's not round. I'm like, are you that fucking stupid? Yes, apparently you are. You're that fucking stupid. <laughs> well, they, they've done so many simple experiments where they just put, like, just a, you know, throw some water in a zero-gravity setting, and it's going to form into a sphere. I mean, that's what planets and shit like that, that's what that's going to do in space. So, yeah, it's fucking mind-blowing to me that people want to just ignore simple science. Like what Jordan was saying a little bit ago, if they never heard of fucking gravity, you know, it's going <laughs> to... Gravity in fucking zero-G is going to pull something into the shape of a fucking sphere. That's just the way it works. But you can't see gravity, so they can't believe it. <laughs> be like, just like they can't see the world being round, so they can't believe it. Yeah. They can see it being flat because it's right in front of them. Now I will say I get, I, I get the the pull of human nature. I get, I, I understand the longing and the urge to believe in 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 the unknown of some type. So I mean that's that's why, I mean I won't get too atheistic here, but I mean, that that's why you have so many people that are, are religious. That's why you have so many people that believe in these crazy theories. You have all these things because it's, it is natural human nature to want to, to believe in the unknown and, and something greater than yourself and the impacts on yourself. But quit being fucking stupid people. Stop it. Stop being stupid. <laughs> if only that were that simple, right? I know. I know. It's, well, wait, it, w- didn't you say you're a libertarian? I am. I'm a libertarian atheist. So you're a Ron Paul supporter? Hi, you know, yeah. I, I have a natural distrust <laughs> of all twice politicians. You answer that. <laughs> I have I have a natural distrust of all politicians. So, okay. um, I, so I don't I, I don't believe in any of them. I, I believe almost every politician out there is a liar and a cheat in some form or fashion. Um, I, I don't think you can get to any kind of upper level in politics without being that. And that's part of the problem to begin with. I, I would say I more than believing in a Rand Paul or, or, or a Johnson or any of those, I, I'm more of a, a, a wisher of chaos in the system to shake things up and try to get change because you're not yeah. going to get it from either of the two major parties. And you don't have uh, an exorbitant amount of, vinegar bottles in your house right now i, I don't although i'm highly <laughs> considering running to costco tomorrow and stocking up <laughs> this i guess on youtube there's a a, a channel or a, a video it's called ron paul supporter spray vinegar at the sky to kill kim trails oh, fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part you're associated to but you're you're a part of this yeah. conspiracy i do it no i can i can you're tell you i I, I am not not registered as supporting any political party. I can tell you that right now. I am, however, considering if they have a vinegar platform next year, that you know, within the next election cycle, that might that might push me that way. That might do that. <laughs> yeah, I registered as independent. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Well, I'm gonna buy stock in vinegar if uh, Ron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> winning the election. You know, streak-free windows and no chemtrails in your house. <laughs> yes. Uh, better, beautiful life. <laughs> you know, I do find, like, talking about that stuff, like, I do believe, like, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself associated with any kind of party, but, like, I do believe, I, I do think as human beings, like, we could somehow come up with some kind of way to give everybody free free healthcare because, or not healthcare, but I, I think, I, I don't think you should have to pay to go to a doctor at all. And I think that, I understand doctors have to get paid and shit, but I believe that we could cut out some taxes that go to bullshit and pay doctors with that shit because I just, it's hard for me to think, sit here and think I'm a human being and if I don't have a lot of money, I, I wouldn't be able to save myself. You know what I mean? Well, now we're going to get political, huh? I, so <laughs> I, I, w- I would tell you my, my biggest problem a lot of times when we talk politics is the, the, is people people tend to talk I mean in a perfect world yeah everyone would have this and everyone would have that I, I understand that too but someone's got to fucking pay for this shit I and know. and it, you cannot just keep writing blank checks like this country has done for so long. Someone's got to pay in, in the same problem on the Republican side. I, I have a, one of my closest friends is a staunch, staunch Republican. He used to be a staunch, staunch Democrat. And then he, then he flips sides. But I mean, he believes wholeheartedly in the wall. And I'm like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I, whether right, wrong or different, let's, let's set it all aside. How are you going to pay for and maintain it? And how do you think it's going to actually logistically work? It, it's just fucking insane. These people just, they, they want to, they think it's a blank check for healthcare, blank check for a wall. They, they, think all these things and they they're not realistic in okay how do you pay for it without increasing my taxes yet again it's just it's beyond frustrating well how do they make it work in other countries because the statistic i've heard is that america is like really the only first world country that doesn't have a universal health care system but i've never really looked into seeing how it works in other countries so the number one problem, though, that you have is is the healthcare system has been out of control for so long. I mean, I, you you think about what you paid for pharmacy prescriptions twenty years ago versus what you pay for a pharmacy prescription now. I and, and I, I this is where my biggest problem with with politics is right now is the corporations that are involved in the, in the lobbying and all that. Uh, you you have to have a handle and a control on that healthcare system before you consider anything. You, if you're trying to su- supply healthcare to the masses with the current economic state of what what healthcare charges, and and there's so it's not one easy answer. It's not it's not like oh if we fix this because you run into so many different areas. The legal system, the impact on the healthcare system. I mean. And I don't know if this statistic is still valid, but I want to say it used to be at least the U.S. trained 20 lawyers for every one engineer, whereas Japan, for example, trains 20 engineers for every one lawyer. There are so many costs associated in the legal system anymore. I mean, my ex-sister-in-law years ago, I mean – she her daughter spilled nacho cheese on her at a Taco Bell, and they got like ten thousand dollars for it. Nacho cheese, ten thousand dollars, because her wild kids spilled 
hot cheese on herself. I mean, you get sued for anything at the drop of a hat anymore. And those, those costs get spread out everywhere. It's just, you have to get those things under control first before you think that you can pay for these things. Yeah. I mean, that is the reality of the situation. I mean, if a doctor renders a service, they're going to want paid for it. Um, right. Well, of course. Do you think like a, an overhaul, like, it, I mean, it would obviously take like a massive overhaul of the system in, do you, th- how much do you think like malpractice insurance and shit weighs into it? Oh, a ton. Like I've heard there's a, a shitload of fraud in the, in the medical oh, industry. Yeah. Well, that's, so that, that bottom line, if you, if you ask my opinion as a libertarian, your bottom line, if the, every time you get the government involved in stuff, it does not get cheaper. It does not get easier to do. They, that's why I believe in privatization. I mean, you, I, I, you cannot, you, you, you need to govern, govern these corporations. But in the end, I mean, the, 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 the government is the fat cat. There is so much corruption that goes on, so much cronyism. All of that just gets in the way of delivering good service. And in the end, when it is in a private, well-run organization, I mean, in the end, we all want to make money. That's what a corporation wants to do. When it's a government, when it's government run, you don't have that. But, you know, there, there is no easy answer. That's, I mean, that bottom line. I, the thing that scares me the most is I want to say it was maybe MIT that I heard a few, maybe last year sometime MIT had brought up that uh, they had run economic models and they saw the U S there was no situation where the U S economy did not collapse within a thousand years. Uh, and I know that's a thousand years down the road and a lot can happen in that time, but it, it's it's inevitable at the pace they're going is the point. And I don't know what the easy – there is no easy answer. Well, to pull it back into the whole conspiracy theory side of things, so <laughs> the – it was within the last decade. I can't remember exactly when. Uh, but Congress basically put out there that the military had 20, 20, a 25 percent um, – 25% of their budget was unaccounted for, which equaled out to somewhere between like 2.5 to $3 billion. And so the, the conspiracy theory is that that's all money that's being used as cover up um, for the aliens and cover up for like Area, uh, Area 51 and all the money that goes into into the technology that they're building out in Area 51 and then on top of that keeping it a secret and keeping it a conspiracy and all that other stuff. So if the government would just come out clean with all this stuff and I have to cover all this stuff up, that would free up $3 billion that they could turn around and use for the healthcare program, right? Hell yeah. Well, there you wow, go. I'd never heard that before. <laughs> well, there you go. That's There's incredible. your easy answer. I should run for president. <laughs> I think, I think the problem that's my that platform. Run- that's all I'm going off of. <laughs> I think the problem that you run into is is uh, would they would, what was that article the other day that was talking about um, the healthcare proposed by uh, Bernie was it would cost so the the U.S. budget is what ten trillion something like that ten ten trillion I, yeah, I, I think so and then and that would cost ten trillion dollars over the next. 
10 years. So it would double our, yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're not just talking B's, yeah, no, we're it, talking T's for healthcare with, at least with a full blown plan. It's unrealistic, but that doesn't change my opinion that it should be. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. No, I totally get that. I mean, in perfect world, yeah. Health, healthcare would be, I, I just want affordable healthcare. I mean, God, I've swung because, by. Because health, I, I know everybody can't have everything, everything, but healthcare is not like uh, everybody has a house. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, right. you know, it's basic human need. And like, I, I just feel like as a human being, you know, we, it just, it's sickening to me that us as a people have achieved all these things and that we just, we can't, I, I know how unrealistic it is and how it could never happen anytime soon. But it's just that like, you know, we've fucking, if, if we're to believe it, have, you know, gone to the moon, um, done all kinds of things, but yet we still charge it, you know, everybody for healthcare to stay healthy. And it just blows my mind. Like, you know, that should be, that should be a necessity, like something that you should automatically have. It's not like a fucking big house or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd definitely like to see it be more affordable. I heard a while ago, like years ago, I had, I had an accident where I got a big cut on my arm and it was on a Saturday night. And so I couldn't go anywhere except for the emergency room. It ended up being $750 for seven stitches. It's, it's insane. It's like, it took that lady 35 minutes to sew me up. Why are you charging me this much fucking money for this? And then dental care. I mean, it's that's where shit gets ridiculously insane. And it's like, think about it, dude. If you, if something major happened to you and you didn't have health insurance, like you'd be in debt for the rest of your life. Well, and, and you're not even gonna get you're not even gonna get the best care. Yeah, that happens. I mean, you, I and can't tell like, you the number of people that, that yeah, you see it happens that. a lot. Yeah, I I see it a lot. It's like, why is that? That person has every fucking right to live than someone who's got the best health insurance. You know what I mean? I I don't care if that person hasn't achieved as much shit. He, he's still a fucking human being. You know what I mean? Well, no matter what the there, you're gonna get the health care that you need. If you go to the emergency room with something. Like, no matter what, you can show up to the emergency room destitute. They can't just turn you away. No. So, I mean, they're going to do it but for you. But you end but, up paying for it in the well, long run. And that's what I was going to get at is that the way they have it set up now is that the government will come in and help you as soon as you have made yourself destitute. So once you have fucking ruined <laughs> your financial situation yeah. with medical debt, then they will come in and help you. And so it's like, well, that's kind of fucked up. That if they're going to help people anyway, then why are you going to just destroy these people's financially before you're going to come in and help them? Um, I, I remember when when my wife was pregnant with our first kid, we were we were just starting out, and we had um, um, so we went from being like a two income, no children household to single income with a child. And then later that same year, our house got flooded. And so we were fucked financially. And we did to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. And we were actually able to then get the hospital to help us out and reduce the medical bills. But, man, it was it was a motherfucker because we were right in this zone where we didn't have enough insurance to cover what needed covered. But we made too much money for the government to actually help us out with any sort of medical assistance. 
but I didn't make enough money to pay for like the proper amount of insurance for what we needed. So like we were just, it just worked out that where we were financially as a family it's a never at that ending time, circle. yeah, we were just stuck in this dead zone. Whereas like if we were a little bit poor, we'd get everything paid for. If I made a little bit more money, I could afford better insurance, but right. it, it was just fucked, man. And so I've always had a huge issue with how, you know, medical issues are handled in this country. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a complex issue. And I've had some people tell me it's because of the insurance that's involved. And other people say it's, you know, because the amount of schooling that doctors have to go through. And then other people saying that, well, you're not going to get people that want to be a doctor if you're not going to pay them these big, huge salaries. And I, I don't know what the, the answer is to it, but I, I know being stuck on the yeah. wrong side of it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, like we've Eric got said, very intelligent no, people. No I was say, we, we, we've got a lot of intelligent people in, uh, in political office to, to figure that out and get it all corrected. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> well, it, it's sad that an issue like that has turned into a political football. Where now instead of people voting for their best interests and the interests of, you know, what would be, what's a better thing than, hey, let's fucking take care of the health needs of the people around us to know it's, you know, my person has an R behind their name and they want to fucking vote this way. So I need to support the team that way. And it's like, can't we all just be fucking human beings? Yeah. And and in no way do I support such someone be able, such someone to be able to not work and get all of this assistance from the government. You know, I, I believe you should have to work for what you, what you do, but. Uh. Yeah. I mean, my part of my problem with government assistance is, is colored by my own experience with my, my ex-wife. So she, she so once we, she had our son, um, she decided to be a stay at home mom. Okay. That's fine. We'd never really discussed it. It just, she wasn't going to go back to work. Okay, that's fine. Um, she has not worked since then. So the, so my son just turned 20. Um, she survived on $450 a month child support and government assistance for the last 20 years until, well, 18, whatever, when she finally met someone and got married. But, um, you know, and, and I will tell you, my, my ex-wife has some problems. I'll be the first to admit that. But she definitely had the ability to work and earn a paycheck. And instead, you know, it, it, it was our taxes that paid to support her. Right. And that's, that's where I get frustrated with the system. I, and I know that there are people out there. But I, I look at my uh, stepdaughter her her husband's brother lives with them, and um, he has Down syndrome. And at 20 years old, he's probably 20, Zach's probably 26, 27. And he was able to, he has a job that he goes to every day. He's like a mail sorter or something like that. And he's held down a job, and he's one of the best workers you could ask for. He shows up every day, does exactly what he's told to do, and goes home. I mean, right. 
there's it, it's just it, it, the system is is there are so many people that take advantage of the system and the system has so many people even on the inside that take advantage of the system i mean we all have heard the stories of you know the $500 hammers and and $900 toilet seats and all this various stuff that happen, that stuff happens every day all the time and it's yep. all used to cover up alien involvement in Area 51. And I'm just sick of it. <laughs> Actually, I do have a, an example of like what you're talking about. Uh, that's one of my biggest frustrations is the abuse of the of the systems. Um, yeah. With so in so I have family members that are in social work and uh, child protective services and stuff. So when a child is removed by CPS and placed into uh, foster care or into the government's care, that child automatically starts receiving uh, Medicaid, uh, Medicare for that child. So that child is covered. So some parents have actually gone as far as they They've found this out that once that child starts receiving um, the medical care uh, through the government, that child has it until they're all until they're 18, uh, regardless of what happens. So if that child ends up being rewarded back to the original parents that they were taken from, that child still continues to have the the, the health care. So the parents see where this is going. Yeah, so the parents end up abusing that. Um, yep. They've they've had a child that's been taken away. They end up having the child awarded back to them, and that child has health care for the rest of their lives, and now they don't have to pay for any type of medical uh, bills for that child ever uh, because by the time they're 18, they've aged out of the system, and they don't have to pay for the medical care. So they do what they have to. To um, so they'll they'll have their child removed by CPS. They'll do what they need to to have the child awarded back to them because they know the the loops right. that they can go through. And then now they have all their children covered by Medicaid or Medicare they, by the government for the rest of the yeah. They purposely get them taken away. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it's insane. Well, then they have basically free childcare until for about well, if they do the system right, for about six months, because that's the typical length of time that it takes to get your child back from CPS. If you do, if you jump through all their uh, hoops and get all their check boxes checked off, is about six months, and then you get your child back because now you're a good parent, uh, allegedly. Wow. That's is that not insane? Up, man. This world is fucked up. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's still this way in Iowa, but I know at one time Iowa had a program called Hawkeye where every kid up to the age of 18 was eligible for free to extremely reduced health care. Like it could be really? as cheap as like $10 a month or something like that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. That's a state thing, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... Fuck, I mean, it would prevent that sort of shit from happening. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, that's what they're going after, but... Right. Man, to put your your own kid through that sort of shit where it's like, there's going to be strangers that are going to come in and take you away from your support system and your fucking parents and your family. Mm -hmm. and in the end, we think it's going to be good for you, but... Yeah. Wow, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I feel for kids in those situations. It's so tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you can't choose who your parents are going to be. And if you're fucking born to people who are, I mean, just, just more or less just pieces of shit, 
it's, it's you just starting off with such a harder hand being dealt to you. I always remember that line from uh, that Keanu Reeves had in Parenthood. You, you got to have a license to drive. You got to have a fucking fishing license, a dog lesson license, but they'll let any asshole be a parent. Yeah, it's true. Well, to a certain extent, and then CPS gets involved, and then you're not a parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you get it back, and you got free health care. So. Yeah. Works pretty well. <laughs> Oh, man, I know this story of this girl that was bouncing all around through foster care. And then the people that adopted her, like, this is a little girl that's, oh, probably, I don't know, I'd guess four or five years old. And they adopted her and immediately changed her name to, like, a super fucking old-fashioned name. Like they they renamed this little girl Norma, and it's like holy shit! Like that not only is she on like her thirteenth freaking house, but you're gonna change her name to something that fucking odd. Yeah, that's about <sighs> as bad as like Mabel or something. Holy fuck! So, Agnes, I had a great aunt Norma. What are you? What are you? What are you saying? I have a great aunt Norma also. How about that? <laughs> But you know what? You guys great are saying Norma's great. really fucking old. <laughs> My great aunt Norma died about 20 years ago. That's how old she was. So, yeah. We, we just had a Martha moment. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Yeah, you guys need to fight. Why did you say quick. Norma? You can make up. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Um, fuck you, Joe. No, fuck you, Eric. <laughs> Aunt Norma. Why did you say that name? Aunt Norma. <laughs> like her house was awesome. There was a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was nothing awesome about my great Aunt Norma. She'd come up from Kansas City and she smelled like mothballs and disinfectant and... She was a friend of my, or she was like cousin to my grandmother. And she, I mean, she was like 95. I swear to God, the day I met her. So and then she was around for 20 more years after that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. My, let's see. So my grand normal, she lived on the family farm, which was a dairy farm. So I remember when I was a kid going up there, I'd actually be able to see like the dairy parlor and everything. And like the cows getting milked. And then, and then as I got older, they kind of sold off sections of it. And then it was more or less just derelict. <laughs> but yeah, they were always really wonderful. <laughs> um, so uh, my Aunt Norma, she was in New York during 9-11. And she totally believes 9-11 was a conspiracy theory as well, too. Do you guys believe that? I was just going to bring that up. So that's really freaky that you, that's where you went. <laughs> See how well, it came all back around? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't believe it was a conspiracy theory. Jordan, I'm looking at you. <laughs> nope, never happened. The the whole event never happened? Yeah, kidding. you think it was a fake? <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna get a sternly worded text from Rebecca <laughs> saying, I live there, <laughs> it fucking <laughs> happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. That one's or that it was a government cover up. I think that's oh, the most I've heinous seen, one I've right seen, there. 
I've seen documentaries yeah. that that say that Osama bin Laden was never a real person. That you know they 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 pull up all kinds of different videos where he's really fat and he's real skinny and I'm like yeah, but this this dude's like on the run from the most powerful you know army in existence basically. So I'm pretty sure there's probably moments where he's not able to eat a lot, so his appearance is probably going to change, you know, a little bit and. Yeah, they say he was manufactured to, so so we can control the whole oil deal to to give us a reason to go over there. So they manufactured him, manufactured the the event. Yeah. Yeah, that the building actually had explosions in it. No planes ever hit it. People are so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, it's so fucking stupid. That's one that I don't even want to entertain because I do not one like fuck that our government did not kill that many people of, our, of their own citizens yeah, for yeah that much shit. like i don't want to i don't want to fucking believe that but then yeah, yeah. the things that they'll talk about is well why did tower seven fall down that was completely unrelated why is it that you know there was a big scandal going on in the military where there was like billions of dollars missing and then the plane that crashed into the pentagon just happened to take out that whole section where all the you know, all those files were. And so it was all destroyed. And it's like, well, I don't know if any of that's true. And yeah, that does sound kind of fucked up, but I still don't want to believe that our government would have done something like that. No, not at all. Yeah, I agree too. Have you guys heard any of the conspiracy theories or conspiracies that are coming out of the Las Vegas shooting at the Mandalay Bay? No. No, none of you guys are up to par on that one. Uh-oh. No. No, what are they saying? So, I have one that I've heard. So the Mandalay Bay, so when Las Vegas does, well, Las Vegas always has these massive conventions always going on. You know, hundreds and thousands of people just go into these conventions every single week, basically throughout the entire year. So what the Metro Police does is they have these strike teams, uh, and that's all they do is the strike team. They It's basically part of their SWAT team members and stuff. And so when you're assigned to a strike team, what you do is you're assigned a casino or a certain part of town, and basically you just sit there. Um, during a big like concerts and convention and stuff and basically just respond to anything that happens during that time. Well, um, they're not at every single casino, but they'll stay at like one casino that covers a, like a corner uh, or like a street intersection. So they'll cover like three or four different casinos that are all basically on that same corner. So, tw- so that night, the night of the shooting, um, um, what happens is there is a strike team, a uh, Las Vegas Metro um, strike team that is at the Mandalay Bay. And 20 minutes prior to the first, uh, I'm sorry, first shots going off, um, there's an FBI agent who's off duty uh, who is in a parking lot, kitty corner to the Mandalay Bay. And he I don't remember if he was going to go to the concert or go into the casino or whatever, but he ended up taking his uh, off-duty weapon with him, and he had it on his person, and he decided, well, I better take this and put it and secure it in my vehicle. And in the midst of doing that, taking it off his person to put it in his vehicle, he, he discharged, he accidentally discharged, and shot around into the ground. 
So he figured, well, somebody's going to call the police. I might as well call the police and let them know. Mind you, this is 20 minutes before the first shots. So he calls 911 says, hey, uh, I'm an off-duty FBI agent. I just accidentally discharged out in the parking lot. Uh, we need uh, – or I'm just calling to let you know that's what happened. Nothing else has occurred. And so the protocol by Metro's um, – Metro Police's motor, um, protocol is if there's any type of shots fired like in a parking lot or a casino the strike team has to respond so the strike team that was originally at the mandalay bay pulled off uh basically 15 minutes before the shots going off so the strike team when the shots go off they're not even at the mandalay bay because they're allegedly across the street dealing with this fbi agent who accidentally discharged into the ground hence why this the shooter had so much time and opportunity to shoot at the uh, at the at the crowd, and that's my story. That's the conspiracy. Yeah, is that it was a it was a government it, the whole thing was a government setup thing, and the, the government was completely involved in this. That there's other stuff that I've heard that that's the, the best they could come up with. <laughs> well, supposedly this uh, the shooter he was. Uh, I can't. I can't remember if they said rogue or part of. Um, I can't remember which agency, but a federal agency dealing with um, uh, an arms deal that was supposed to go down, and he went rogue. Uh, it, some other odd stuff. I can't remember the specifics on it, but that was is part of it. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't heard any of that stuff. And then, have you guys seen any of the the pictures of the hotel and stuff the mandalay bay after the shooting i saw some pictures from the outside where it showed the window that was busted out that the guy had been shooting out of right did you see just one busted window i think i remember more than one yeah there's yeah there's actually pictures of two windows that were busted out that were nowhere near each other they're they're on the same same face of the casino but they're they're on different floors and like ones that I can't remember if they said 32 and then the other one's like two floors below that and like way far away from the first window that was busted out where the alleged shooter was at. So why, why are there two busted out windows? What, what created that? Why is that there? I don't know. Yeah. Cause weren't people already saying that there are multiple shooters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, when you listen to the, if you go on YouTube, I think you can find the actual audio uh, 911 calls that are coming in, the dispatch um, radio calls and stuff and traffic. And one of the, I think, police officers that's on scene, he calls out multiple shooters. and But then you don't hear it again after that. Didn't the guy have two weapons? Oh, he had oh, yeah, tons, a lot more than that. Tons. Yeah, but wasn't he, he actively a, using two? Yeah, and they were high capacity uh, magazines, and I don't know if they're fully automatic or bump, um, bump stock. Uh, is that what they're called? I thought I they're, thought they, they were, were bump, bump stocks. stocks yes, yeah. because now okay, the bump stocks. Okay, yeah. Now they're trying to get those outlawed. Yeah. What is a bump stock? Simulates a single. fully automatic. Yeah. So it yeah, a bump stock basically uses the mechanics of the human body basically and the trigger mechanism on like an assault rifle or something. It uses the kickback. So I guess from what I 
excuse me, from what I understand, it it's a part of the the um, the stock, right? I, I I can't remember how the 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 mechanics of it is, but basically, when you hold the trigger back, um, it uses the mechanics of the kickback of the rifle to continuously. Um, disengage the trigger but also keep it back as well at the same time i can't remember exactly ah, man. <laughs> oh yeah that should automatically be a fucking illegal i mean holy right. shit basically it's using the kickback that goes into your shoulder to push back onto your finger that you have pulled back on the trigger does that okay. kind of make sense it's kind of oh, like yeah. the rubber band effect yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about it yeah i can't believe that that would be legal that that would be a, a loophole but right like i the way I'm picturing is is like there's a spring system that you put into like the butt of the rifle to where that spring is acting like your trigger finger. It's basically it's putting a a spring in between you and the trigger finger. So it's basically going back and forth and creating basically a, a fully automatic weapon out of a semi-automatic. Wow. Now being that you've had experience in the military and you know, your, your experience now in law enforcement, what is yeah. your take on that sort of stuff? Like these sort of like AR weapons and, and just the whole gun issue. Um, it's, well, here's the thing is, so when it originally came out that he had fully automatic weapons, it, it just goes back to the argument of the crooks are going to get what they want regardless. They are. You yeah. Know? And it doesn't well. matter. It doesn't matter how many laws, that you put out there, no matter what you do, the criminals are going to end up getting what they want. Regardless, they're going to, they're criminals. So they don't care about the law. <laughs> That's the whole thing. So putting more laws out there isn't going to stop a criminal from getting what they want. So right. if they outlaw bump stocks or if, well, fully automatics are outlawed, but the DA is always out there looking for people that are selling or manipulating weapons into fully automatics. It's regardless, it's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like if you outlaw guns, you're just taking them away from the people who are going to legally get them. I mean, ultimately, yeah, that's all you're doing. And I'm a firm believer of, you know, the constitution was written for, for a reason, (laughs) you know, they, uh, what what was it they said um you know they they their core belief i could be wrong here i'm no historian but if i'm if i'm right what? i believe their their core belief <laughs> behind writing you know you have the right to bear arms was that you know they themselves overthrew a government to create this whole country and everything and they knew that there was probably a, a time would come again where the same thing would have to be done and so they believe everybody had the right to protect themselves, you know, on that level and whatnot and yada, yada, yada. We need so, them when the aliens invade. I mean, you see that you can you can you can show a number of stories where, you know, maybe a kid gets a hold of a gun or something. But I can guarantee you can get outweighed in stories of people that had a gun on them that saved an incident at a gas station or something from multiple people dying because he was there with the weapon that could match the criminal's weapon you know what i'm saying yeah those can get dicey though because i mean what happens when that person who's you know i mean just because you can carry just because you can have a concealed carry doesn't mean that you're diligent with training doesn't mean that you're disciplined 
with the way you handle your weapon and what happens when that person's trying right. to save the day at the convenience store and they shoot the pregnant lady, you know, on the other side of the store instead. And but, yeah, but I, I, I know what you're getting at, but it's yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that when I was in my concealed carry class and I looked around at some of the people that are in it with me, I was like, there are definitely people in here who shouldn't be fucking carrying a gun. You don't have to, you don't have to have a permit here in Kansas for concealed carry anymore. Yeah. I, they, they dumbed it down a lot in Iowa too. You don't have fully to fully on concealed can, carry or open carry. No concealed carry. You, you don't have to have it anymore. Wow. Cause I mean, oh, yeah, I know it, that. There, there's okay. no it's it's a normal day if you walk in Walmart and three people walk by you with guns openly shown so yeah you know, yeah. imagine how many you know have them concealed yeah okay yeah that's when I laugh when that's I see crazy. restaurants yeah. and stuff where it's like this is a weapon free zone I'm like Yo, I'm sure people are gonna follow that it's like if you've got a, exactly. a, a gun that's tucked into like a concealed carry like you know like holster of some sort that's like you know inside your belt line or something like that the whole point of that holster is nobody's gonna fucking see it so yeah i don't know (laughs) i I have very mixed feelings on the concealed carry thing but i also think that you know if the world does spiral to more and more like it seems to be trending to more and more crazy shit happening with guns maybe that is more of a solution to, you know, hey, you want to protect yourself from a fucking crazy shooter? You better hope you got a gun on you when the guy shows up. Yeah, see, Sturdy, yeah. I just looked it up. I want to make sure it was still valid. Um, it was 2015. Sam Brownback signed a bill that allowed permit-free concealed carry of guns in Kansas. So it wow. took place July 1st, 2015. It, it allows all Kansans 21 and older to carry concealed firearms, regardless of whether they have obtained a permit or not. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's got to be tough on law enforcement <laughs> to know. Oh that. yeah. I mean, I'm all for open carry. I mean, I've been raised around it my entire life. It's not that big of a thing, but that's the concealed is what the concealed is what you're most concerned about on like criminals and stuff like that. It's just I I just don't see a need for it. You know, I don't understand right. why when you already have open carry. Why does right. it need to be concealed? Well, not only that, but why? You know, if if you're going to be a law-abiding citizen and carry a weapon, why why do you want to hide it? What's your reason? Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go with your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what: the concealed carry holsters were not the most comfortable things. No, they are <laughs> the not. Open carry holster was much preferable. Yeah, yeah. When you try to go sit down, and it's like jamming you and. And your thigh and your hip and oh uh, yeah, yeah it's very uncomfortable i was fat as fuck when i had my carry license too so that made it even extra uncomfortable oh i bet just trying to get into a car or like if you put it on your back hip it, no matter what chair you sit in it's like sitting there digging into your into your lower back yeah, it's very uncomfortable for sure <laughs> That's uh, ultimately yeah, I, why I quit carrying was because it was just uncomfortable. I just, I just yeah. fully, you know, I just fully believe in open carrying people being able to protect themselves with the same weapons that they may be going up against with the criminals and burglars and stuff like that. What do you think of open carry when you see somebody like walking through Walmart with like an AR slung over their back? Uh, we actually had somebody like that in our town doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, in Kansas, you see it all the time. You see people driving down the streets with shotguns right in their back window. I mean, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing new. Yeah, actually, we got away with that in high school. I'm yeah, old enough yeah. to where we were able to do that in high school. Now you can't. But, I mean, there was a few of us that we had old pickup trucks that were handed down by the dads and stuff. And they all had shotgun racks in the back. And you kept your shotgun in the back, in the in the rack. You know, but not nowadays, not in the schools. But back in um, the late 90s, that was definitely okay to go. How did you all react to the... Um you said that there was a guy walking around in your town for a while wanting to do the open carry with the AR. I mean, the AR, legal, yeah. there's really, it totally is. Yeah. There's nothing that, I mean, in the way of law enforcement, there's nothing that you can do. I mean, you just let him do what he, I mean, he was trying to do the whole YouTube, um, like cop block, um, yeah. Kind of yeah. thing going on. And he's, he was just trying to get, um, a rise out of local law enforcement and stuff. And it didn't, it didn't. It didn't go too well for him. It, 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 we all knew what his game was and what he was trying to do. Uh, you know, the constitutionalist type of thoughts, and um, I mean, we all the law enforcement, local law enforcement, were all schooled up in it, and we knew what we needed to do, what we shouldn't do, and not to contact him and stuff. And uh, the public, they would call in, and we'd basically have to. I guess dispatch would have to basically explain to him. Yeah, he's. He's legally allowed to do that, and there's nothing to be concerned about. But he actually he screwed up because he went into a mall, and the mall is a private entity. Um, and the mall came back and said, no, you can't be in here. And he tried to create a situation with the mall security officers and stuff. So that ended up uh, so stupid. basically putting a halt to him. So he was trying to like create a situation where he could be have an argument like on video with a police officer oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, he would have he would have like this girl. I don't know if it was like a girlfriend or what. Uh, basically, follow him around uh, and try to record the whole incident with a, like a cell phone cam, and he'd put it on YouTube and stuff. People are fucking stupid. That is, that is <laughs> so true, dude. It's I so fucking true. hate people. I hate them. That's why the, 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 the army is like a little, this little tiny pinhole of light in a bleak and <laughs> dreary world. <laughs> so. I've got a funny little story about open carry. I was with my son. I can't remember where we were at. I want to say it was like Walmart, but somewhere out in public. Maybe it was even a Walgreens or something. Uh, I was probably out hunting for some toy. <laughs> but uh, he... Uh, there's this guy and he walked by me and he had an open carry and, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And then my son, you know, I'm always telling him about, uh, gun safety. You know, if you find a gun laying around or whatever, don't, you know, come tell mommy or daddy right away, let us know so that we can take care of it or whatever, you know? And so my son, he sees this guy with the gun on his hip and he's like, he comes up to me. He's all like whispering to me. He's like, daddy, 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 he's got a gun. He's got a gun. What are we going to do? I was like, son, it's okay. He's allowed to carry that out in public. And he was just like totally nervous. He's, he's, he's a very shy kid and he easily gets scared. So he was like almost into tears (laughs) about this guy walking around with an open carry. So it was a little bit of a learning experience for him. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. 
Now, when when you have a state like that that has an open carry, does that only apply to like a gun? Does that mean like you can open carry like a broadsword down the street or something? <laughs> no, yeah, it, anything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's you want. all weapons, right? Well, it, I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, legal weapons. Right, right, right. Yeah, any kind of legal weapon. Like, I, mean, I think you may get in some trouble brandishing a fucking, you know, chain gun walking down the street, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a problem. <laughs> right. Well, well like, it's it's interesting because now in certain states, a BB gun, if it's concealed on you, is classified as a concealed weapon. And it's a, it's a pellet gun. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because the law goes that way. But at the same time, those same states will take away um, – a dirk or a dagger, which used to be listed as a a dangerous weapon, are now okay weapons to have. So it's it's weird how states decide on what is legal, what's not legal, what is a dangerous weapon, what isn't, um, what you can conceal, what you can't. It's it's weird. Yeah, just laws made up by people sitting behind closed doors, right? Right. yeah some of those are kind of strange though i mean especially when you get to some of the blades because yeah it's well like switch blades those used to be outlawed but states are allowing those um to come back on uh and butterfly uh, nines illegal in a few states they used to be yeah they used to be illegal and now those are okay but then some states will say you can't have a butterfly knife but you can have a spring-loaded dagger. It makes what? no sense. A, a spring-loaded dagger is a hundred times more dangerous with a um, dangerous or can be used as a dangerous weapons as a, a weapon as compared to a butterfly knife, which is not a double-edged blade and takes practically three or four more, or not three, but a couple more seconds longer to to open up. Yeah, do you so, think it's just old legislators that are just like unduly uh, influenced by like right. I don't know. <laughs> that I don't one know. musical? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> it was right on the tip of my tongue. What fucking musical is that? The fucking sharks and the jets or something like that? Oh, West Side no Story. There you go. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> West Side Story. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had no fucking idea you guys were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking millennial Jordan. <laughs> the sharks and the jets. Yeah, what? I was like, what? <laughs> it's a fucking musical about rival gangs. Yeah. And they're like dancing and playing with switchblades and shit like that. Yeah, switchblades and butterfly knives and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. rush out and see it. Definitely. <laughs> Should we email the supercast and be like, you guys need to rewind. I rewind the yeah, West Side yeah. Story. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even think Joe would put himself through that. I don't know. No. Fuck no, he wouldn't. <laughs> you guys wouldn't even read the fucking email. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Be like, it's like it never happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Fuck. shit. <laughs> well, we went through all the conspiracy theories on my list. <laughs> Did we? Oh, really? Yeah. We, we hit them all, huh? Yeah. What was, so, so, wait, let's circle back, though. What, Sturdy, what was the point of the conspiracy uh, behind the Vegas shooting? What did this thing was the point of all that? 
Oh, it, it, well, it's just like anything, man. People are just like, well, let's make a conspiracy out of this. Wait a minute. <laughs> why? Why? Well, why? I, I think, okay, so I think I know what you're, why you're asking why. So was it the fact that are you asking, are you saying that they just created the story that the strike team wasn't there so the guy had long enough to kill people? Or are you also saying that the guy was in on it as well, the shooter? Well, that's the thing. It's It's both, I guess, depending on how you want to see it. Yeah, but that's my question: is why would we? Why would anyone do that? What was the point? I mean, were they trying to take out a specific person in the crowd, or? I don't know, man. I don't know. They, the whole thing was a distraction because that's okay. when the rest of the aliens showed up in Area Fifty One, which is direct. Uh, I mean, less than a hundred miles away. You know, they didn't want people to be attracted to that. You know, maybe so they, if they created. Start... Oh, they go created ahead. This, they created this situation. Which obviously took over the media as compared to the landing at, fair, at Area 51 that same night in the same area. Maybe if we start arming those officers with vinegar, that'll help. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, th- that was, wasn't that was the most massive shooting oh, yeah. in uh-huh. like, yep. what, yeah, 50 years? Uh, I remember a lot of shortly, places headlining it as, as the, the, the biggest mass shooting in current history. Right. What would, what would top it? I don't know, but I, there must be something, or they would have said, you know, all time, but they all said current history. Unless if, yeah, I don't know. Would I, they, I don't either. Considering like a mass suicide, I don't know. Those are even more crazy. Yeah, mass suicides. Yeah. Yeah. That should be next. That should be the next. Yeah, dude. Start cast cover. Oh God, <laughs> we got time. Like, how you want to get into it? Like, you got a guy that's convinced all these people commit suicide. Fucking someone needs to hire him as a salesman. Yeah. Fuck, man. Well, the last big one was the dude and the Comet, right? And they were all wearing the white Nike shoes and stuff, like, in the late 90s. Yeah, it was the Heaven's Gate. Yeah, the Heaven's Gate. That was the last big one, right? How many were there in that? How many committed suicide in that? Was it, like, seven or something or eight? Somebody's mad texting or typing that. Yeah. I want to see like well, thirty-eight. Joe Stark 38. can't type yeah, that fast. <laughs> yeah, I can type yeah. pretty good. Leave it, leave it to the <laughs> tech guy to be the quick tech type. I can type pretty damn fast. You just proved it too. Oh, I can type uh, fast too. I used to be my fucking uh, typing teacher. Nice. So thirty-eight, huh? Yeah, was, thirty-eight. Uh, Heaven's Gate geez. members died. Plus, plus group leader Applewhite. So that was thirty-nine total. Oh, okay. Got it. Why why did they I don't I never I've never even heard of this. Why did they so, kill themselves? How old what were was you? their reasons? There was so, a comet that was going by and they believed that there was an alien spacecraft in the tail of the comet the is my comet. memory of it. And they had to commit the suicide to be taken up with the UFO in the tail of the comet. There was 39 of these fuckers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Dude, Christ. Have you not realized yet? People are fucking stupid. They are uh, fucking maybe stupid. They're fucking, maybe there's some behind this chemtrail thing. Wait a minute. How old were you during the late 90s? Because it was like 98, I want to say. I was born in 92, so I would have been six or seven. Oh. It was 94? No, 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 no. Sorry, that was an interview. It was done in '94. What year Did, was that? Does anybody remember the? Looking. Does anybody remember the Marilyn up. Manson stuff? '97. 
Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, 97. Yeah, March of 97. Uh, wh- what about Manson? Or, it's, no, it's not Marilyn Manson. Was it Marilyn Manson? What? I do. There's Marilyn three Monroe? Mansons that I always get confused with. The fucking Marilyn killer. Marilyn Manson? The rock singer. Yeah, that's Marilyn Mar- Manson. That's okay, Marilyn. okay. And then fucking. There's Marilyn Monroe. Hey, that one. Those are the three I always get mixed up. <laughs> and then Charlie always. I, can, dude. I can see how you would mix up Charlie Manson and Marilyn Monroe. That, yeah, that, <laughs> well, they're okay, very that's, close. That's how Charles, or I'm sorry, Marilyn Manson came up with his name. Is is that he deliberately combined the names of Charles Manson and Marilyn yeah, Monroe? Eric, that's yeah, he probably got him confused as well, just like Jordan did. And, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> So now Jordan's Marilyn Manson. Okay, got it. <laughs> I want to know about Charlie Manson, goddammit. <laughs> what do so you want to know about Charlie Manson? <laughs> like, does anybody remember when that was going on? Like, what what that was all about? Like, he was creating a huge cult too, right? But, the, but they weren't yeah. going to commit suicide, were they? No. He was out to kill people, but he was brainwashing. He brainwashed the three the three girls. Okay. And I can't. I I don't know the specifics. I don't remember the specifics on the murders that they committed. And so they went into a house. Was it a family that they killed? Do you remember Stark? It was like the the Tate family, wasn't it? Yeah, the Tate family. Yeah. So because she was an know. actress and she was pregnant at the time right. too. And wasn't yeah. she married to like a director or something like that? Yeah, a director. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Charlie Manson just get married? In Bob. prison, like, not even a year ago. Hey, there's yeah, such a thing as murder groupies. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing a story oh, yeah. about the, how they allowed him to have a wedding ceremony. That's crazy. That does sound familiar. 2014, he married 26-year-old Aston <laughs> Elaine Star Burton. Is that long ago? Yeah. A I was thinking about six-year-old. Holy fuck. She must be totally about crazy. more recent. <laughs> she's just after his money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those book deals he made you know <laughs> he probably does have a lot of money who knows man so what did we, go ahead dude I was, I was just gonna say so what what have we had we we, we had <laughs> hold on we had do you, Jones do you think go if ahead. they're making movies about uh, Charlie Manson that they have to like pay him royalty fees no, they have a law no. where criminals can't profit off of anything. That's right. That's book right. sales okay. or anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we. Okay. What else okay. did we have? We had, we had Waco, and we had Jonestown. Yeah. Like just within the United States. Yeah. But Jonestown wasn't. Jonestown wasn't United States. Over. No, it wasn't. Guyana no, it wasn't. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. What yeah. About? What else? Mass murder or mass, mass, suicides. mass suicides. Oh, okay. Did you did you know what Georgetown or Jonestown was, Jordan? No, this is the Kool Aid one, right? Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh no, I gotta know about this one. Oh, it's huge, man. It was crazy. You've never seen photos of that? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh man, or I may How have. Many... I probably have, but I don't yeah. remember anything specifically. Well, to my best memory. Uh, they did it all outside. I mean, it was a huge cult following. It's like and a thousand people, right? It was insane. I don't Jesus know. Jesus fucking Christ. 
<laughs> I don't God, know. man. Uh, but I, <laughs> I could tell if he was reacting to that number or getting a phone call. 909 people, and then uh, 200 of them were children. Oh, oh motherfucker. That's yep. fucked up, dude. And, uh, dude, and they Fuck did it outside. They, yeah, there's so many of them. They all did it outside, and it was like, I think they drank something in a Kool-Aid. Cyanide and, and Kool-Aid, I thought. Yeah, cyanide and Kool-Aid or something. And I remember seeing aerial photography of all the bodies laid out in this, like, open field. It was like a kind of a wooded area, but there's this huge kind of, like, yeah, open I've field seen next to pictures. the building. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, I've seen. I've seen. Those I mean, it's like burned and etched into my brain for some Aren't reason. They all in white. Uh, I don't remember that part. I'm probably thinking it's some kind of movie. See, some of them were forced to do it. There were some people that were actually shot, and like, like it was like the believers were the ones that that did it. Because didn't like a senator go over there to try and like negotiate? To, you know, hey, come on, come on back to the United States. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> type deal or something like that and they killed the senator and like his detachment of guards or something and then committed the mass suicide it was something like that yeah I, that's the first time these I've heard fuckers of it. left the country so they could do this well it's because they wanted to pursue this religion you know around this like charismatic leader oh my god <laughs> Drinking yeah. the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's still have where Scientologists. That like, that's the fuck. Like, there's still these fucking idiots out there. <laughs> How many but, times have uh, I said it? People are fucking stupid. Uh, I know, but I, I'm just realizing it on a whole nother level right now. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like, I thought I'd hit the roof on realization of fucking idiots, but apparently not. <laughs> apparently, there's yeah. more to learn. Well, you think that we've so had enough more. of these crazy fucking cults the like in the information age now to where we should start you know people should be like kind of compiling some of these statistics like okay like the david koresh thing with waco it's like okay he wants to fuck everybody's wives maybe this is a red flag maybe this guy isn't the second coming of jesus or joy or jonestown you know oh they're saying we all need to commit suicide maybe we don't need to listen to this guy committing suicide is illegal correct no not at all Really? Okay, so what do you what do you do in that situation? Like, you see all these people, you know they're about to commit suicide. Can you legally stop them? Yeah, like here, because, here in the U.S. Yes. Okay, so okay, there's there's what is called a, a legal two thousand is the term that's used. Basically, you're saving somebody from themselves, but you're not doing it in the way of law enforcement. You're doing it in the way of a like doctors, nurses, anybody who has medical training, paramedics and stuff, they all have the same powers to legal, what we call legal somebody. Um, basically, you're putting them into a mental hold or um, you're holding them to get a, a medical evaluation uh, because they might hurt or harm themselves, but there's no law that's being broken. Okay, so let's uh, say you know you walk up on fucking fifty people and they're about to drink the Kool Aid and they've announced it they're going to kill themselves and there's only like maybe right. five or six cops there and that's it no doctors nothing do and they they go to drink the you know they put the fucking cup up to their mouths Is it, can the can the police like tackle them legally can you legally stop them yeah 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 you the law enforcement would have uh, they'd actually probably they'd have a legal um, 
what's the word I'm trying to think of? Obligation. Yeah, obligation. They'd have an obligation to do that to stop them from doing that. Um, so, is there no unless one as long as there's no as long as there's no Jones immediate County? threat, as long as there's no immediate threat to the law enforcement officer or the public. Say they have a gun to their head, that changes everything. Right. So, but if it's like a cup of cyanide, um, you know, I've been in that situation where I've gone into an apartment and the guy has a bottle of Drano and he's going to drink it. And so the other officers and I, we responded, we tackle him, we took the Drano away from him and we had every legal right to do that. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Took him, yeah. We took him into what we call a, a legal 2000 hold. You're not under arrest. You're not being detained. It's basically, we're going to get you, you're not in the right mind right state of mind to care for yourself and you might do her harm harm to yourself so we need to move you to a medical facility that can give you the help that you need for mental health issues okay so i wonder like was there none of those people around jonestown at that time or who's guyana it was i don't know yeah different it was not even in the united states so that's what i was just wondering like if they're like you know, if there was aerial photos and shit, I would imagine. Well, I guess it would have been after the fact, but yeah, like it was after the fact. Okay, and okay. anybody could have flown over it and taken. I mean, it was probably it probably came from a media source, right? Yeah. Well, there was a congressman that showed up. It was a congressman, not a senator. That's what Joe was just talking about. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it could have been yeah. a congressman. I I knew it was something like it was a legislator of some yeah, sort. He went to like negotiate sort, yeah. with him or something. And they killed him? Yeah. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, <laughs> we, dude. We've blown Jordan's mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you... So, now that I'm doing this uh, podcast, Talks on Docs, another shameless plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, have you guys heard of Corey Feldman's new fundraising for $10 million to do a documentary on exposing Hollywood of their pedophile rings? Yes. Yeah, I heard that. Dude, yes. Oh, we got to talk about this for a minute. What's going on right now? <laughs> okay. I'm glad. Because this it. is crazy. And plugged my podcast. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Just, and, and the thought brought to you by the Supercast, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> podcast where we talk about all things pop culture. <laughs> Anyways, you're saying? <laughs> Go to facebook.com slash supercast show. <laughs> right, I'm not that bad. Jeez. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, what, like, so what, someone's trying to raise money to reveal pedophile rings in yeah, Hollywood? It's Corey Feldman, do you know? Is it, is it following all of these allegations right now, or was this something that was going on before? Uh, well, there actually was a documentary that was made quite a while back, and Corey Feldman was in that uh, documentary. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. Hopefully, it comes back to me. But because um, I can but easily recent, see it easily. Yeah, so, so I guess Corey Feldman was basically. Um, inspired by that and so now he's doing this like fundraiser i don't know if it's like on one of the websites or whatever go fund me or something uh but he's trying to raise 10 million dollars to create another documentary to expose the pedophile rings within hollywood how about this fucking shit kevin spacey said like you know trying to deflect it by telling everybody he's gay but then at the same time what didn't he say um i did 
I didn't do it, but if I did, fuck, I got to look up what he did. He basically said he did it. He said, I don't have any recollection of that. Uh, Like, it was like he used to like drink a lot. And if he did do something like that, I'm sorry or something like that. Yeah, that's come on. <laughs> that's man. about as pathetic as you can well, get. And then Jesus. it was all it would, weird about that whole thing too. Is that in this statement where he's like basically saying that he's coming out saying that he's gay, and that's basically the bigger part of what these media outlets are running with on the story. Oh, oh my God! Are you kidding me? But it's it's crazy the amount of allegations that have been coming out lately. I it mean, started with Harvey Weinstein, yeah, right? It's just it's, like fucking it's, Donald Now it's his now. brother. Now it's fucking Kevin Spacey. What was another one I saw uh, the other day? Um, Someone for Andy fuck, Dick. man. Yeah, there's some Andy Dick ones, which those aren't well, surprising. What are you guys hearing, though? I mean, you guys are just throwing names out there, but I'm, I don't know what is They're news stories. Yeah, they're like about basically. What are they saying? Uh, accusing these people of being like sexual predators, like using their the position and influence they had and fame, whatever, to pussy know, grabbing. Yeah, that sort of shit. Shit like that. Seriously, yeah. So it goes back to like the Michael Jackson, George Michael's kind of thing. Yeah, well, like molesting people, being pedophiles and stuff. Yeah, saying you know, uh, you know, you can star in this if you know if you suck my dick or you know shit like that too. Yeah, that's that the Harvey Weinstein one. That's fucking gross. The in basically well, like that his one? company. I don't know. You haven't heard about that? No, I've been. Oh, okay. Kind of so, social media dark for a little bit. Okay, so yeah, he's oh, like sure. you know big movie guy with the the Weinstein company, and he Dustin Hoffman. Jesus, he yeah, that's what I'm now. Sorry, Joe. Oh, that's all good. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, Harvey Weinstein was basically if there was like a leading, like a female leading role in one of his films, he wanted to make sure that this girl has sucked his dick, like fucking crazy shit like that. The, and there's been all uh. sorts of women coming out and like being like, "Yep, yep, happened to me, happened to me," and I mean, it's just fucking disgusting. The fact that this it was like known about in Hollywood that yeah this guy does that and everyone just turned a blind eye to it and in the past when women had come forward it wasn't really? you know it didn't cause like this cascade effect where enough of them came out to where and it's sad that you got to have a whole bunch of them come out before people start taking it seriously and really you could go back and say that maybe this really started with the allegations coming out about Cosby. I mean, who'd have thought yeah. that fucking America's Amazing. dad, the Dr. Huxtable, was fucking drugging right. women and, and raping them and shit? <sighs> Jesus. And the- uh, Jer- Jeremy Piven is also there, someone making it, made an accusation as Jeremy Piven from Entourage. And then uh, Brett Ratner as well, the director. What did he do? Rush Hour, I think. That makes sense, man. You know, uh, James Tobach, Rachel McAdams just came out about. S- stories of sexual harassment from James Tobach to her. Fuck Mark Hal- Mark Halperin, Jesus. Yeah, well, Corey Feldman's Spacey, is spe- Anthony Rapp. Yeah, the Corey Feldman's hits a specific to pedophile stuff, which is even deeper and darker and more straight right. up. There was um, back in the predators ne- all around. Back in the 90s, it's called, it's kind of referred to as the Franklin credit scandal, I think. Back here in Omaha, there was a, a, supposedly a, 
uh, a pedophile ring that was attempted. They were trying to expose it. Um, it was, uh, it's a whole big cover up story, which fits right into all this. Um, someone was coming out with a documentary, um, the documentary never got aired and it was um, perched the rights to it purchased by an unknown source. The station that was going to run it was threatened with legal action, not to run it. And that's when it got purchased. Um, and then the person making the accusations ended up disappearing. I think, I mean, that's the shit's just, you talk about these rings using children and uh, dude speaking of that like let's get real for a minute and is anybody on your catholic i'm a recovering catholic <laughs> okay i don't want to offend anybody but like it's scary how many catholic priests have done shit the the percentage of it and you know speaking of movies that you know bring out fucking uh, conspiracy theories and shit. Uh, Spotlight, you know, Spotlight. You, have you guys all seen that? No. No. Oh my. Oh, what? You haven't seen it, Eric? No. That <laughs> blows my mind. Uh, fucking one best best picture a few years ago. Uh, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, like I just said, Mark Ruffalo. They all play. Uh, they're all part of a newspaper. The Spotlight team that you know goes to big stories. They uncover the. The whole fucking and and Boston, all of the priests and stuff that have been molesting kids and. Oh yeah, maybe I did see that. I take that back. I think I maybe did see that. It's a great fucking movie, and and afterwards, yeah. They after the movie's over, they have the fact check thing, and they list all of the names of priests that have been accused of it uh, multiple times and are still practicing, and it showed the cities and how many. And like Kansas City had like over two hundred. Uh, all kinds of cities, man. But it was like you looked at it like this. I don't. I don't think it's odds that this many Catholic priests, unless you know, little boys and shit. I there's just too fucking many of them. There's too many. It's like there's something else. I I don't know, man. I I don't know. It's like there's something else going on there. I I I've heard I've heard of fucking horror stories of. You know, Catholic, pre, you know, uh, nuns that aren't allowed to have sex, but if they do and get pregnant, that they have like rooms and shit that they go to and and do. I can't remember what it's called, but they give a early birth and kill the baby immediately. And no way. All kinds of fucked up shit, man. And it's like I wouldn't believe that shit if it weren't for you know spot the the story that the movie was based off of and all these allegations and it's just. It's scary to think of like how many priests are actually being accused of this stuff, and well, I don't know that the, the, the oh, rules that they keep those Catholic priests to are just archaic, and they should be changed because, you know, I mean, with the the, the hormones that guys have, you can't tell a guy, "Look, you can't get laid ever," and we're going to make you sit in a little room every day and listen to fuck stories through a fucking hole in the wall. And not expect them to be fucked up in some sort of way. At least a percentage of them. So I don't know. They they did well, just change it, those rules around. Well, you're you're and you, and it's honestly you're not just. And granted, a lot of the stories that are out there about the Catholic Church. So I, I was 
I, I went to parochial school for for um, all eight years, and then and then four years of high school. So I, there's some weirdos out there. There's no doubt, but it's not just Catholicism. I mean, it, religion as a whole it can be a, a scary beast as to what it can do to people in terms of you know warping their perception of, of what's going on out there. I mean, you know, this oh, is yeah. obviously this this is obviously not anywhere near like a pedophilia story or anything like that. But uh, one of the breaking the straws that broke the camel's back for me really started make me reevaluate um, my faith and, and religion as a whole was my my father was a deacon in the Catholic Church, so he had been in service to the church for God twenty six years. I think. And my, my mother passed away in, in 2004 unexpectedly. Um, and he struggled with that for a few years. They, they, they were very strong religious people together. They lived their whole lives and then she was gone. And he met a friend of the family and nothing tore it about it. They just, they, he, she was best friends with my uncle and, and his wife. So they ended up going out and all the time and, uh, he started to realize he was having feelings for her. Well, in order to, it, she finally reached the point where she was like, well, you, you know, I'm not going to just keep going out with you like this. If you want a relationship, you need to shit or get off the pot. And he ended up, so he ended up having to make a decision because deacons cannot get remarried. Um, if they lose their wife, they're not allowed to remarry. <laughs> so he had to make a decision between, um, being a deacon or, or, or marrying her, he decided to marry her. So he had to write a letter to Rome to get permission to leave. And he did. But as part of the condition is he was not allowed to enter again, any church that he had been a deacon at. And he'd been deacon at our, our, our church for, he, he had been a deacon for only maybe 10 years, but he had previously, you know, served in multiple capacities on the board and everything else. He'd basically dedicated 20 years of his life to that church, along with the, he eventually, after my mom passed, he decided to change things up and he was served as a deacon at his high school, um, that he, the high school he graduated from. So he would drive down there and it was deacon down there. He's not allowed to enter those churches anymore. And it just started to make me realize a, a, a religion itself is a lot, a lot of it's about control. And that's, unfortunately there's a lot of people drawn to that control um, with less of it's good intentions. Money too. Absolutely. It's about money. I mean, religion is all about power and money in the end. I, I'll always tell you there's nothing good that comes from religion. I think that everything that's good comes from good people, not from the religion they follow. I think good people can be good people with or without religion. But those are the stories that you see, and it's just unbelievable some of the stories that you hear about these priests taking advantage of these children. No, it's just scary how many. There are. Oh, absolutely. That's the frightening part to me. I mean, yeah, it's frightening that they're doing it in the first place, but just just how many there actually are that we know about, you know, and uh, yeah, I I don't want to. Yeah, I hate talking religion because I don't want to show anybody anybody's toes or shit on anybody's toes, step on anybody's toes. (laughs) Yep. 
But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah don't shit on, shit on anyone's day, toes. But, yeah, uh, no, but you, you know, it's I, I I've you, I've talked about Starcast before. I've I struggle with religion big time, dude. I, I I would consider myself agnostic. I I want to believe, but I just I you know I even tried to be a Christian once, and I try you know to do all the things, and it's like. I tried to, but I, there's just something there that's like this. Just uh, yeah, I say I don't want to talk about, it, and then I go directly into talking about it. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I understand why people believe and have faith, and yep. I don't hold that against anyone. Yeah, you know, I could be totally wrong, and you could be right. You know, I'll admit that. No one fucking knows what happens after you die. That's just just the fact. I don't care if you've spent your whole life, you know, going to church school or whatever. You you can't not sit there and tell me what is going to factually happen when you when you die, because no one knows. You, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? That's the big yep. question. It's like you can believe all you want, but you don't yeah. know. And and I will never say have problems with people and their spiritual faith or spiritual beliefs. No, like I said, no, 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 no. but I, I believe full wholeheartedly. Those are good people. They are not coming from a good religion. The religion it's the, the organized religions itself. There's very little good that it does in this world. It's mostly about control and funneling. Well, and, and what irritates me about religion in general too, Eric is how each religion takes what they want from the Bible and yep. condemns the oh, rest. Don't, don't get me started on the Bible. <laughs> don't don't I, get me started oh, I know, on the Bible. I know. And it's yeah. it's like so who so if there is a all this, you know, how why is your why Catholics, why are you right and why are Christians wrong? Why are Baptists right and why are you know you know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. I I I, I know exactly what you mean. Um and we get so hung up on uh, on Catholicism and Christianity and v- those versus the Muslim world. And I, I mean, it's just amazing the things that are going on constantly every day around this world in the name of, you know, Allah and Yahweh and, and God and all that. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's you just know, me. I struggle. I, I don't want to fucking die and then that's it. Oh, right. Story over. Well, and it's it's again you know, it's similar but, to what we talked about earlier. It's a natural, it's a natural yes, part of the human yes. condition to want something more, you know, to believe in something exactly. greater than yourself. That that's I totally get behind that, but I I struggle. I do struggle a lot when I see, you know, I don't even get me started on the you know the Facebook posts. Type Amen, blah blah blah. <laughs> Those like, are the worst. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Have you ever seen Zeitgeist? <laughs> huh. No. It's a Penn and Teller documentary. And, like, they, they go, there's three different sections. You could ignore the 9-11 one. Uh, but their their religion one is really interesting, dude. It, it shows how each religion in the world can all be traced back to astronomy or astrology in some kind of way. And how really, when you break it all down to a base story, each one is pretty much exactly the same. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, they're in the end, they're all repackaged. I mean, you look at the similarities between religions, and you know, it, it always does crack me up that you know people will people will make fun of a Buddhist, and then they'll go to church. I, I, the, you know, the other right. thing that's always driven me nuts is, and I this is again just a part of the scum that is humanity sometimes. But the people, I I, I think back to when. Um, there was a, 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 a boss of my father's when he was reporting in the bank. And my, my dad is, I mean, he's about as good hearted person as you would find. Um, he, he's always been a, a pillar of, of friendship and community around everyone. He's, if I, if I, if by the time I'm done, I'm half the man he is, I'll, I'll feel proud. Um, but he, he had a boss that treated him like shit at the bank that he worked. And this guy treated And I don't hear the stories from my father. I hear them from the people I know that work with and for my father. Um, so, so these are not my dad talking out of turn at all. And he treated him like shit, but he was at our church every day on Sunday. And it just amazed me that the, there are so many people out there. I, I know a guy that I knew was cheating on his wife, having an affair for years, but he was at church every day, every Sunday. He was, you know, contributing, throwing money in the, in, yeah. in for donations. And they're fucking assholes and they're mean, but because they go to church every Sunday, they are saved. Yeah. They feel, they feel good. I remember, we, I remember no one sense. time, the very first time I ever thought, what the hell in church, I was like maybe 15 or 16 and I had gone with my mom and we were walking out and the lady standing in behind in line behind us made a comment loud enough for us to hear it. Yeah. Then there's some people that come to church in jeans. We're wearing jeans. And my mom to her credit turned around and said, excuse me, are you talking about me and my son that we just came and spent an hour praying and you're calling us out for wearing jeans to church? Are you serious? And the lady just, was like, oh, I can't believe you said something. <laughs> and, and then those people just, you, it, it's not a one hour, one hour on Sunday doesn't make you a good person. It, it just, that, that's the frustrating thing to me. They, they, it seems like, and that's part of the Catholic faith is, is if I, if I confess my sins, I'm absolved of them. No, no, you're really fucking not. Yeah. It's more about evolving into being a good person. I, I love yeah. that the, you said that lady had a look like, I can't believe you called me out on that. I know. She was like all offended. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you said something. Oh, she was the offended one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking clueless asshole. Oh, people. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's I, one thing if you're that way, but it's a whole nother thing. If you know, you go to church, but you're still a good person, you know, I, I'm totally behind that. You know, I understand why why you believe in why you do those things. And I, I honestly, I envy them and want to be them. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now <laughs> we lived at my very first apartment. My, my ex-wife was a manager there and uh, she had, there was a lady that lived in the apartments and when she, my wife, ex-wife had warned me about her. She's like, Gladys is, if Gladys is down there, probably don't talk to her. 
just, you know, go somewhere else. So I go down to the office just to see her and then Gladys is in there and she said, she starts making talk, small talk and I'm talking to her and somehow she starts telling me this story about, she said, I had brain cancer and the doctors were unable to cure it. But then Jesus sent these golden swords down from the sky and I saw them go into my head in the mirror and they were, they, they cured me of my cancer with brain surgery well, I, she's telling me this story straight up, and I'm like, "Oh, you're a fucking whack! <laughs> you're a whack!" Yeah, that's a whole nother level. Like she maybe is schizophrenic or something on some kind of level. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I do need to apologize though, because I did sit here and say I didn't want to step on people's toes and offend people, but that's exactly what I've done. So, <laughs> well, I'm sure I do. Apologize I'm sure we've for offended that, people throughout this episode. I, but yeah, I, <laughs> it, let's. This is not on subject at all, but let's talk about that for a sec. Uh, what people getting offended is okay. Oh, so okay. Oh, let's yeah. say that yeah. that somehow we offend people. By what we've talked about on this conversation, or you know, in our, in the course of our conversation tonight, is that our problem? Do we really need no. to fucking bubble wrap the entire world as far as the things? And I mean, this does not go so far as to say I'm not covering hateful speech here, but just right, just right. the course of Absolutely. what we're saying. And if somebody else is offended, because right. we live in a world now where all of a sudden we're expected to fucking police every little bit of our language because we don't want to potentially offend somebody. But I mean, isn't right. it more important that people develop at least a little bit of a thick skin to be able to just get by in society? And it's something yeah, I struggle with I, a lot. And what, what has happened in the last 30 years to make society like this now too? What specifically has happened? Because I mean, watch any like movie, especially like, um, like a big blockbuster movie, back from the eighties and stuff. It's in the things that they say in those movies and stuff. There's no way that stuff would fly today oh, yeah. because somebody would be offended by it. And you know, there would be petitions and boycotts yeah. and everything else in yeah. the world. Uh, because somebody like the word, um, I'm not out to offend anybody, but the word faggot, you know? Yeah. Go to any movie in the eighties. It was used all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. All yeah. the time. I, I, and That's it was like, it was example. okay. You know? That's a great example because that that is a word that I've had to work so hard out of my vernacular because I never intended it as a, as a, a slur to gay people. It just what we called it, you're a fag. You're oh, a yeah. Fag. Right. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, it, Oh yeah, totally. It was like you and your buddies, you know, and it's like right. There was no intention of it. Right, being... that's not what you're thinking of. You, that's no. just right. what's been right. programmed to be a kind of jokeful jab at someone. Now, right. but right. and, and I've always believed now. strongly in what right. George Carlin said is, and and obviously you still have to be aware sometimes of what you're saying, but it's not the 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 hateful word that's the problem. It's the bigot behind the word that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. And that's why if somebody's going to yeah. get offended by something they heard on the podcast, it's like, well, the, number one, are you taking it out of context? And, you know, right. number two, if it's something that I just said, like, how dare you think that you're going to come into my mind and be like, well, I know exactly why you said that. And it's like, no, sometimes a word is just a right. fucking word. 
Yeah. Yeah. First off, I I believe that from talking to the side, believe that every one of you are good people, and you know, hopefully, I hope you, I hope you think the same of me. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> but you know, fifty you fifty. Like, I'm like on good, the fence. You're good people, but if you. <laughs> Like if if you are willing to get offended by something like that, I don't want to be your friend. Right. You know, that's yeah. not I'm I'm not about that. I don't want a friend that's going to be offended that easily over stuff, you know. Now if you want to argue about something or may open up a debate, you know, that's fine. That's your right. But if you're just gonna get completely offended by it and turn it into a defense mechanism and everything, I, I that's just not the kind of person I am and I don't have any want for you to be anywhere in my life virtually or not <laughs> right oh yeah if you, uh, it comes back to if you don't like it get the fuck out yeah. you know? no i know i i agree you know i i would say you know when i go on my anti-religious rants it's it's mostly from my experiences and i as a person i look at i, I look at the bible i look at all those things and i ask how can anyone believe that? How can adult, a rational thinking adult not believe that stuff? But that's me in my head. And that's right. not me walking around saying, how dare you think, you know, I'm, I'm not on my pulpit and my soapbox preaching to other people about how they should hate religion. Right. And I, and it's very exactly. different when I hear someone talk about, you know, how th- that, you know, when they talk about the religion or faith just offhand, as opposed to someone who's out you know, I I will roll my eyes. So, for instance, my my family frustrates me quite a bit because they are very much a, they're very much an Irish Catholic family, and I, I'm a little bit of a black sheep in that sense. And you know, my sister was recently uh, diagnosed with breast cancer, so she's she's been fighting that, and she's a hero. She's a trooper for all that. Um, but she she had one of her lumps removed, and in one of the texts, my aunt sent, she's like. She, she 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 said, "Oh, the power of prayer can do anything." I'm like, you know, it didn't keep her from getting breast cancer, so no, it it really can't. But I didn't say that to her, and I keep those thoughts in my head. Those things frustrate me, but there's a difference between we all have our different beliefs, our our lens where everything is colored through, you know. So in the end, if you if you can't accept that I have my own lens and my own coloring. Yep. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure you, you would say the same thing. You know, I'll sit there and tell you what I believe all day, but at the end of the day, it's my opinion and it's your opinion, and I'm not going to yep. sit here and tell you that I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, except because on power no, Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but no, seriously, like, you know, it's very odd that two people are raised the same way. You know what I mean? And so this is yep. just what I've come to believe in my life and you believe a different way and that's got really nothing to do between our friendship because we can have similar I, I don't know do, do you understand what I'm trying to say I do yeah 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 I do so I was kind of thinking while you guys were talking is there anything that somebody could say to you that's just going to like really offend you right off the top like you're going to say something to him like you're going to have to pipe up and say hey that's not right you shouldn't Say that about if they me. were to say to me, "Fuck the Power Rangers," <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that would uh, set me off pretty good, as it has. If somebody were to come up to uh, me and actually be like, actually insulting to my person, 
then I would have to say something just because I'm not going to put up with that. But, but they, they, they'd have to hit pretty deep and pretty personally for it to bother me. Like I'd have to get the feeling from them that they are doing this to try and hurt me. But like, if I were to see somebody like doing that to somebody that I cared about, I would, I would jump in at a much lower level than I would, than it would take to get me personally. Do you know what I mean? For yourself. Yes. Yes, totally. And that's my answer too. If it's directed towards my wife or my kids, then yeah, yeah, uh, the, the fuse is, uh, the fuse is much, much shorter as compared to, to towards me directly. A, A lot of it has to do basically with the career I'm in as well too. Um, but you know, when it's a direct shot towards me personally, I mean, I'm, basically water off of a duck's back it's just i mean it takes a lot to like really get some kind of reaction out of me when it's directed directly towards me but like you stark if it's towards like my wife or my kids that's a whole different that's a whole different game right there um regardless of what it is if it's anything that would hurt their uh, emotional being you know that's that's different yeah i would say for me personally, and I, I can't remember the last time I heard any words that it would drive me to that level. You know, it's it, it's more people's actions that I uh, I care about. You know, if I mean, um, it, it, it's, it, like you said, especially when it's towards my wife, towards my children, towards my friends, those those will make will make a difference. It's it's the actions that that people take in dealing with people, but generally words, I may bitch about it later, but for the most part, they're just words. They got no power over me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all basically on the same page there. And it reminds me to like recently on, uh, pop culture leftovers. Brian was talking about that, how, you know, you can take a, a pop shot at Brian directly or whatever, but the second you start to go after, uh, Frank or um, uh, yeah, Jay. <laughs> Once you start going after those guys, Brian's going to go to their defense every single time. Oh yeah, because you know, those are his his closest buddies, you know, his friends, um, especially you know Jake or whatever. And I mean, you we've all seen that on pop culture leftovers where somebody types in an email or uh, or whatever it may be. Um, saying something sarcastic or negative towards one of them. And Brian's always to their, yeah. to their side and defense and stuff. And so <laughs> yeah. do you remember Jay. that one guy who had a problem with Ashley cussing, but had no oh, problem yeah. with Brian and, Oh yeah, uh, that was everything. ridiculous. Like, like, like what the fuck dude? Like seriously? Go, uh, yeah. Cause he yeah. specifically had a problem yeah. with women cussing, right? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fucking step out of fucking time machine, dude. Go away. Some type of mommy issues or something going on there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that totally, it it made me think of, I'm going to jump, jump the shark for a moment with this, but makes me, those comments make me think of my sister growing up. I always told her that one day she would be barefoot pregnant cooking in the kitchen for someone. (laughs) 
years later, now understand, I, I come from, my sister has a doctorate and I've, I've never even finished an associate. <laughs> so, so my, I will always say my sister and brother are both twice as intelligent as me, but so she, she was pregnant with uh, my nephew, Ben at the time. And she was, she, her feet were hurting her obviously cause she's pregnant. She kicked her shoes off and she was in the, in the kitchen <laughs> while we were all making family dinner. <laughs> I looked over uh, and I said, you realize barefoot, pregnant, cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> and then I had nice. to leave the kitchen quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of had a situation like that. Um, I was at home. Uh, it was late at night. My wife had went out on like a girl's night or and, uh, I was listening to no, it was, I was watching Star Wars, and the Imperial March kicked on right when she walked through the front door, and she heard it. And I was like, "Oh, well, honey, you walked in right <laughs> on your cue." <laughs> and uh, she didn't like that comment. <laughs> no, no, not the same. Sound. Words heard at that point apparently. They heard, like I in my it was case, funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Did you hear that, Rebecca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, like, I joke about that, but if I was really that way, like, I wouldn't joke about that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's how, it's how those fucking assholes really are. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I've I've had like, people tell me before, like, yeah, fucking some- shouldn't allow women in the workplace. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, They're out there. God. You know what else makes me sick is my boss. He's a total fucking asshole. He's a dick. Just, a, I'm serious, like a complete asshole. Like, never anything good to say. Always bringing you down, shit like that. He didn't even go to church. But yet, this guy will sit there and tell you all day with a straight face that he's going to heaven. I'm like, it It makes me sick that he even can believe that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you sit here every day and you're a fucking asshole to everyone. And you don't even do anything for this to go to heaven, apparently. But you're you're going to go because you believe in something that I, I don't. I don't. It makes me mad that he can even think that you know what i mean because he's an asshole and prick to fucking everybody there's very few people in this world that have the ability to um that are self-aware that have the ability to 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 look into themselves and and try to improve themselves as a person that's that is a a, a small percentage of people that that will do that yeah which is just odd to me. I don't know. I th- I feel like I do it too much to myself. Yeah. And then when you see people who just cannot do it at all, like there's, they're not mentally capable of doing it. it just drives me insane. It's like, can you not look at yourself in the mirror yeah. and see what you're doing to yourself and the people around you and your family and the extended family or the people you work with? You can't reflect on that and see what, the results are from your actions and your behavior and it's like but i'm constantly doing that to myself you know i am my worst enemy when it comes to that stuff it's like self 
yeah, you know, I'm my worst credit critic by far. Um, it just drives me crazy that people aren't capable of doing that whatsoever. I hate to bring her up again, but I, I always look at my ex-wife and it's funny. My stepdaughter is a billion times closer to me than she is to her biological mother. We, uh, we, we talk a lot. We've been close for years. Um, and we were talking about her one time and realized she is a textbook narcissist. So she's the kind of person that if someone got hit by a car right in front of her, she would go and tell everyone, oh, my God, did you see I almost got hit by that car? <laughs> yeah, someone did get hit by that car. That, I mean, that's just she's a textbook narcissist. And that's unfortunately, that's not a common around. You know, people just have zero self-awareness a lot of times. No realize, not, not thinking at all what, what their actions do to other people and not. And the worst part to me is, is it's not making mistakes or making a bad decision. It's. It's repeating them. It's not learning from them and and realizing, you know, I can't better myself. I can't avoid sa- making those same mistakes again. That reminds me of that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer where Drax, that thing goes flying down and misses him but nails Mantis. He's like, did you see it? That almost hit me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there's a friend cut. So there's another one where it hit her and then like two seconds later he goes, you know, look out. <laughs> I think that's the one that ended up in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for what you were saying, Eric, that a lot of people go through life without really analyzing you know, their behavior patterns or much less, you know, the repercussions of their behavior patterns. I mean, that's a big problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and it can be as simple as like, for instance, I was at a, a leadership workshop a couple of years ago for one of my management things at the time. And, you know, part a lot of it. I came back from that and I want to say probably five other ones of my peers had gone through the same thing. And most of them were very negative about it, but I looked at it as even, and I'll admit there, you know, there was the corny things that you do and stuff, but what people, people focus on the corny stuff, but they don't think about what, you know, yeah, this may be corny, but what can I get out of a value out of this? And like, for me, we did this stupid little exercise, but one of the things that made me realize is my career in help desk and it support, I'm a responder. So when someone says, Hey, I, this is a problem. It's natural reaction for me for my whole life is to say, what can I do? What do we need to do? You know, I, I respond immediately. Well, when you get into a leadership position, that can be a negative sometimes. It's good at times, but you have to control it. What I learned was email chains were taking me a lot longer because of it. So someone would shoot me a question or whatever. I would fire back without thinking through my response and wording it correctly. So something I probably could have accomplished in one email was taking five or six or seven emails and replies, and maybe they weren't understanding it, and then I had to reword it so they got it and everything. And that was something I recognized about myself, so it was a simple adjustment that I don't respond to emails anymore. I may type it out, but I don't hit send, and I allow myself 15, 20 minutes to think about it and come back to it, and a lot of times I'll retype it, reword it, and save myself a lot of time and effort in that. And that's just a it's a very simple change. It's nothing major, but it was, it just came from looking at me and how I reacted and how I responded and trying to make an adjustment. And those are the things that people don't do. Yeah. People can make continuous improvements on themselves. You know, if they're, if they're willing to look at it, then I, I've always been the sort of person too, where like, 
I I will like think about like I'll be in the shower and I'll think about something like horribly embarrassing or something like that that happened like 10 years ago. And I'll be like, "Fuck, why did I handle that like that?" Okay, don't ever do that again. <laughs> and it's like they're horrible. They happen to me in the shower a lot. Really? Mine is when I'm driving. <laughs> so why the hell did I ever act like that or say something or behave that way? And you just like that, that reflection moment and just like so embarrassing. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> do, 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 do you guys have those moments when that you look back and you think, why do I remember this 20 years later? And this person probably has absolutely, this other person probably never thought about it again. They have no idea that I've thought about this multiple times <laughs> over the years. You know, I think about this every six months ever <laughs> since they said this or they did this. And it was nothing, but for some reason it sticks with you your oh, whole yeah. life. Dude, I do it all the time. I think it, I'm glad that you bring it up too because it's like, okay, good. It's not just my own special brand of crazy. Good. It's not just me. Then. Yeah. Yeah, the most innocuous things, and I'll just, I think to myself, you know, that person has never thought about this again. I guarantee you that. And I sue on it every three months for 20 years. Yes. Oh, shit. I need to start writing them down or something so I can yeah. really like, remember, like, look back on it later and laugh and be like, why do I fucking worry about that shit? Why do I even think about this bullshit? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, shit. Well, we were getting to that point in the evening where there was a long pause there. <laughs> Does anybody else got anything? To- and don't forget to check out the Supercast. <laughs> <laughs> you block- Facebook.com slash Supercast Show, Twitter.com slash at the Supercast, and you can email us at the Supercast Show, gmail.com. You yeah, haven't said that enough times. <laughs> Stars Jordan, Eric Wade, uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe somebody, and David somebody. I don't remember them. Yeah, Joe and David guess quite often. <laughs> yeah, occasionally the Bruce. <laughs> Joe and David. Package it. Yeah, check out uh, the Supercast with uh, Jordan and Eric Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Joe David will be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know he's coming back with something. You know it's dark. <laughs> oh, I can see it now, dude. It'll be fucking Friday. He'll be like, "Hey, everybody, you know, Supercast episode fifty-four, yada yada yada." Joe, and Joe will be like, "Oh, oh, can I say I'm Joe?" I. <laughs> Am I really still a part of this thing? I thought I was after Eric Wade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, geez. yeah. What <laughs> a size in unison there. <laughs> you guys ready to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah but before of, we do, you have Yeah, I really need you to just say the words. This is Joe Stark, and you've been listening to National Public Radio, and that smooth voice of yours. Come on now. Oh, let's see. <laughs> You're actually going to appease. Like, like, I think I'll indulge Eric Wade. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Joe Stark, and you've been listening to Net. And don't forget <laughs> yeah, to check out the Supercast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. I'm no, sorry, it was Joe. awesome. I'm sorry, I had to. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it seven times so it sticks. You know that, right, Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny shit, man. Don't those commercials bug you, the ones that abide to the seven rule? So oh, that God. you have to say the product name seven times before it sticks in their brain or something. It's, there's some kind of theory behind that. Oh, man. They'll say yeah. it rapidly three times in a row, like 7656.com. Seven, I can't even do it. Right. 7656.com. You know, 7656.com. Yeah, they get in seven times. I, I, I listen to podcasts on the way into work, or on the way into work. Uh, usually, the start cast with the supercast, and then on my way home, I listen to sports talk radio. And God, those commercials—they do that bullshit. It just drives me fucking dude, I, insane. Dude, commercials in general, dude, man. Facebook.com/supercast show. Facebook.com/supercast show. Facebook.com/supercast show. Facebook.com slash supercast show. Facebook.com slash supercast show. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody get that kid a helmet. I can go to sleep. <laughs> get him a helmet. <laughs> How's that window? Not as good as the supercast. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, shit <laughs> uh, definitely offended somebody there <laughs> well I was going to go around and have everybody mention where they can find it I think people know where they can find Jordan <laughs> <laughs> the mental word later on uh, Sturdy do you want to pu- uh, plug your uh, your new podcast one more time yeah, podcast just came out this week. It's Talks on Docs, where we review any and all documentaries uh, on Netflix. And uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, just type into the search engine, uh, Talks on Docs, you'll find us. Um, also on iTunes, Google+, all the places you're going to find podcasts. There's also a Twitter feed as well, too. Uh, but if you want to request any documentaries you want us to review, uh, just go to the Facebook, put it on there, and we'll look into it and see about uh, doing a uh, adding it to our podcast. Awesome, man. Yeah, I got about halfway through your first episode today, and it was really good. I was really enjoying it, man. Cool. So Thanks. I appreciate it. Super- <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. the first one it's it's a little rough because it was like everybody's first time, and it was my first time hosting, and that definitely brings on a different stress. Um, I'm sure all of you can testify to that. Uh, hosting it and being a guest on a podcast are two different animals. Um, there, there are four of you. Yeah, right now. Uh, that's for good reason uh, because there's definitely going to be weeks where one of them's not going to be there, maybe even two. So they'll leave okay, us right with at least uh, enough, uh, to get, to get the show off for the week. And on top of that, we're all basically kind of co-hosts and what we, what we hopefully want to do is have a, uh, kind of like your show Stark, um, have continuing guests come on, um, and you know, if there's a documentary that they really liked or something, 
that uh, they're in, that they introduce that documentary and they talk about it, and then uh, we we give our reviews and comments on it as well too. Right on. But yeah, the whole focus is on documentaries and reviewing. So what's what's the name of your podcast again? Well, it's the Supercast, and you can listen to Jordan and Eric oh, Wade and uh, <laughs> Joe Vitale and David Isley guests at times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Supercast show. <laughs> no, yeah. Check out the Supercast on iTunes. You probably, you probably know. <laughs> Eric, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. No, just be sure to check us out at the supercast.facebook.com. <laughs> he even claims it now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just set a record for most plugs on an episode. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, this oh, this is great. Thank you so time. much, guys. Joe, yeah, I mean, do, do, uh, do we have any, any news, or are we still thinking that over? Yeah, jo- Jordan and I have been talking about the Comet cast. We've been considering walking it out in the woods and shooting it in the back of the head. Um, are well, you it, it's, it's more an it's, issue like we just want to kind of retool the whole thing. And so we're like, would it be better to just right. do it as an entirely different show? And so, yeah. Well, I know how that is. I mean, I've done one episode, and I'm already retooling things. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're we're still getting that worked out. But it, it's it's sounding like yeah, the the comic cast might be going the way, uh, you know, go going that way, and maybe we're gonna come up with something different. But yeah, we're we're still figuring out what we want to do. Yeah, the comic cast is no more. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure you go and listen to the Supercast. <laughs> Check out the social media on Facebook.com slash Supercast Show. What's that email? Send in emails to the Supercast Show at gmail.com. And check us out on Twitter at Twitter.com slash at the Supercast. All right. Everybody tuned out about like the second time you said oh, that's it. That's great. <laughs> So yeah, big thanks again to you guys for being on for the first group uh, group episode. And I actually can't believe we stuck to it. As I mean, we definitely went on some tangents, but we actually covered everything right. that was on the conspiracy theory list, plus a bunch of others. So that was pretty cool. Nice. And uh, Jordan, congrats on being the first three Pete guest. <laughs> Is that the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> <laughs> That was a little awkward. I I hope that's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Fuck yeah. I got to go start drinking or something. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that shit on my headstone. You realize the start cast three Pete and Jordan leaking. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to check out the Oh, God. Another fucking plug. Gotta go. (laughs) All right, well, until next time, thank you very much for listening. This has been StartCast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening.